this um, product, and it was Beats, but it was called Love Beats. And in the grocery store, Mark was like, oh, that's that sounds- out loud. He was like, that's what I'm going to do when I punch a vagina now. <laughs> and I was like, don't do that. We're in public. And he goes to punch it. And I was like, don't. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't punch my vagina. Oh, that's, that's love. just like girl 101. About? Don't punch your, jam- your, you know, your lady jammer's vagina. <laughs> Leave it alone. Hold on, I gotta I gotta write this in my phone so that I remember it for rule the one. Yeah, no, rule number one. Dating no, rule. No punching no vaginas. Cunt punches. I've been doing this wrong all along. <laughs> I wish somebody had told me. This is just like the beginning of this like prologue into Mark's dating life. Yeah, this fucking light bulb just went on. It's like bing. <laughs> Don't punch girls in the vagina. I'm no, no. That's it. why on the first date you you give him a kiss on the cheek. Not a slug in the muffin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's like third date material. Yeah. Muff, third muff, date. Muffin <laughs> slugs are... Yeah, mu- muff slugs are uh, third date. <laughs> My mark is just like, the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> he knows. He's been on the show. How could he not know, know what I we're know. doing? He's mad because his poor phone's broken and he forgot my french fries tonight when we had A&W. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why you're A&W mad. A&W fries are terrible. Yeah, agreed. You should They're be... not terrible fries. That oh, was probably better I didn't have them. You probably did me a favor. I got cheese, Yeah, you got cheese on my burger when I didn't ask for it. Uh-oh. It was nice. No, I was being a bitch. He came in and I was like, well, so where are my fries? And he was like, oh, I, you didn't ask for fries. I'm like, yes, I did. I asked twice. And he was like, oh, well, I didn't get you any. And I was just like, <laughs> like immediately shut down. I was just like, I don't understand. <laughs> I appreciate that you got me a burger, but this is just, fuck you. Like, how dare you? I demand French fries. What have you ever told me not to want French fries? That would have been some alternate world, Christy, who didn't want French fries. The darkest universe, Christy. Yeah. And I realized I was being a huge douche because he'd gone out and gotten me a burger. And I was just like, I didn't even say thank you. I was just like, hmm. No French fries. Get out of my house. Just give me your onion rings. <laughs> uh, aren't you lucky to have me? True love over there. I like it. This is good. I love you. Anyway, okay. So since I'm hosting, I guess I have to start hosting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should I host? Let me, let me, let me host. All right. Host, host, host. This is me hosting. Hello, welcome, to dance, robot, dance, test, test, one, two, three, hosting, test, host, host, one, two, one. Oh, this could be a long one. All right. <laughs> Best <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> All yeah, right, it, folks. Welcome. People, to, what? I'm, I'm hosting right now, Tim. <laughs> Tim. People are gonna come over after after we just got like all talked up on Geeks with Kids and be like, "What the fuck is this horse shit?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, you took one of my hosting points, Tim. God damn it! Ah. Welcome to Dance Robot Dance. Uh, oh, come on, with some enthusiasm. Uh, my enthusiasm will be covered by the music that you used to interview. Like, no, we've got like four minutes of hilarity preamble that I'm going to be using at the beginning of this yeah. thing before we even get to the intro. So. Oh, well, welcome to Dance Robot Dance. Take two. Let's do this. And clapper. <laughs> welcome to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. This is your host for the evening. Sorry, Christy. And, um, Sorry, I've Christy. Got, 
sorry, Christy. Uh, how all my stories start. And um, I've only got two of the other dance robot dancers with me tonight. Um, we're missing Eric and Stu, but that means that we have with us tonight Tim. Hello. They call me Tim. There are some who call me Tim. <laughs> and then we have Mark, who has a regular name. <laughs> Thanks. Hi. <laughs> I don't feel as uh, special now. So um, um, fucking regular Mark. Joined. Regular yeah. Mark. Yeah, regular oh shit. Mark. The other one we're missing tonight is our semi-special guest star Mark <laughs> Two. But uh, now we're gonna get shit for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna hold down the fort with the three of us tonight. Though we miss our comrades in arms, but Eric is off um, celebrating a three-year anniversary with his wifey Poo. Probably getting is, handsy. Yeah, I hope so. Getting fresh. Yeah. And um, that was a classy message, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> uh, just for our listeners, earlier I told Eric, "Hey, congratulations! Give Egan, Egan, give Egan. Egan. That's what we'll call her. So and that's not even his wife, away. so it's even less appropriate. <laughs> Egan's not his wife. It is now. Anyway, I said, "Give Egan a kiss for and a hug and a kiss for me, and make it a little bit fresh. Just you know, a little butt grab." Little vagina punch, you know. <laughs> little, sure you really little, love. little muff slug. <laughs> muff slug. <laughs> well, podcast uh, title. <laughs> muffin slugging. Give her a little muff slug for me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh what time? I need to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark Prime literally had to write down: "Don't punch women in their vaginas." <laughs> um, so ladies, doing it wrong all single. these years. <laughs> Ladies, he's three quarters single. I say three quarters because, uh, well, are we all ever really single? Yes, <laughs> we are. Sometimes we are very single. Sometimes we're very sad and alone and single, which was me for two years before I met the guy before Mark to want to. <laughs> Bruno? Is that Bruno? Oh, no. Bruno came after Ross <laughs> and went, Bruno. Ross, no, Ross, Bruno, Ross, Mark. <laughs> Different Rosses or the same Ross? Same Ross, same Ross. Okay. Ross Geller. I'm glad I, I'm glad I got the chronology down. Yeah. Hey, everyone, let's talk about Chrissy's sex so you, life. Is he a paleontologist? Episode three. What? No, he's not a pa- He was um, a physicist, though. Is a physicist. He's not dead. <laughs> um, so oh, this is what boy. you're going to get with me. He's not dead and buried in my backyard, I swear. <laughs> I don't have a backyard anymore since I moved. <laughs> they can't trace where after you go after you move, right? Yeah, no. It just disappears right. into the ether. This I've goes had, on the internet. You know that, right? <laughs> I've had three backyards. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> Nobody listens to it. Oh. oh. That's not true. That's not true. There's like no, six there's, of them. There's like, sure. there's like eight people in Malaysia that do. I think I have fans. Uh, you have a fan in my office for some yeah, reason. That's what Mark was telling me. I have fans now. <laughs> we got to keep doing this podcast for my mom. Fans. My mom and the and my 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 cubicle neighbor are both big fans of Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> woo! Um, but anyway, so let's get Christy to host. Hosting, hosting, hosting. So <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> really holding oh, that together God. there, Tim. We made a horrible fucking mistake. <laughs> 
the guys this week were like, we need someone else to host. It's been us a lot. And I was like, I'll host if Stu and, and Stu and Eric won't. And then it wasn't that they won't, but they weren't here because, oh, and Stu is tired. That's why Stu's not here. <laughs> a valid, a valid excuse. <laughs> we love you, Stu. You Tired of us. He's not gonna. He's not gonna listen to the podcast, guys. Let's be honest here. <laughs> no, I, if he does, I will just say this, Stu. I miss your kitten sweater, but I don't miss your Alf pics because I was destroyed. <laughs> just in, in not a good after way. Last episode. Okay, I'm little, just. What? You point. You brought Alf up this time. Like that's I on did. you. I'm trying. I worked really hard this week to think about Alf and a, in a <laughs> few other things this week. She uh, almost still like almost immersion, immersion therapy. I'm trying. I can even say Falcor now. Oh, God. <laughs> I can say Toad. Hmm. But the way you have to look at it is that, like, we have gotten you to this point. It's been yeah, like this before you. Exactly. So you've gotten, like, resistance. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, this yeah is what is it? Training, great. It's the worst, cheapest therapy ever. Yeah. Just as good <laughs> as that waterboarding that happened to me one time. <laughs> Oof. That was, Oof. That was something Jesus. else. All right. Uh, anyway, so now that we've gotten over my nom flashbacks, um,. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get into the meat of the well not the meat of the episode we have lots to talk about but um, I'm gonna throw the reins over to Tim and Mark for a moment to talk about the geeky things that happened in our uh, in the culture of geek this week culture of geek I feel like that should be a thing it's a good sting it's a good sting yeah 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 yeah, yeah. all I know is that Hugh Jackman is in a hot new trailer and I'm excited. And you didn't watch it, did you? I did. I did watch did? it, and it kind of bummed me out, but I, in like a good way. In like, a, oh shit, it's getting dark. But oh, we're talking man. about Logan, folks. Logan, the new and final chapter in the Wolverine Hugh Jackman saga. Yes. And good information, yes. boys. <laughs> uh, I, I thought the trailer looked good. Um, I have a little bit of concern. I mean, the tr- it was a really well-cut trailer. Mm. Um, like, the music that they picked for oh, it was amazing. Awesome. And I think it did a pretty good job of sort of capturing the tone of the movie. But I'm a little concerned about, one, the villain of the movie, because it doesn't seem like a particularly compelling, like, antagonist. Just in that, like, it's another, hey, look, there's a shady organization that's trying to, you know, get a- this powerful kid or their experiment back or whatever kind of thing and that's a little tropey for me yeah well agreed but i will watch hugh jackman play wolverine till the end of time yeah i'm not gonna not it's not not like i'm not gonna watch it he's um he yeah (laughs) um no i thought it was great uh it's very clearly r-rated if you see the red band trailer so Mm -hmm. because that kill at the end is fucking vicious yeah i'm kind of looking forward to the uh seeing how far they're gonna like they're willing to take that violence uh, in what is a well, I mean, like Deadpool's not wasn't exactly like a well known quantity beforehand, but like going into your third Wolverine movie and suddenly making it R rated and having a trailer where he stabs a motherfucker in the head is yeah. uh, that's saying something. So, well, you know, it, I just are they in the like the apocalypse time? Like, are they in the future? Mm-hmm. They're in 2024 is apparently the timeline. Oh God, that's not that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no. figure, think think about eight years of Trump, and then we should be good to go. Like, yeah, that should be about right. But I don't know, Mark. Mark, what um, timeline is the old man Logan stuff from the comics? 
It's uh, it's well, well in an, an X Men alternate future, there's no real official like designation for it. It's just okay. like alter, like Old Man Logan is kind of the like that's what they call it, as far as I know. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't like stem out of any one particular storyline. Like it's not like this is what would happen if the Sentinels were successful or something. Like oh, that. I'm sure I'm sure that they gave some kind of reason for it, but I it wasn't something like it wasn't like something specific like Days of Futures Past where it was yeah. like. Oh, the Sentinels win, and like this is what happens. It was just kind of like Mark Millar and uh, my Steve McNiven did work. Like we're gonna do, I think it was like eight issues or something like that. And I think it was part of like it's actually in the run of like a Wolverine book. It wasn't like a special thing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It was just like we're just gonna tell this story, and it was pretty cool. Um, There's obviously gonna be some changes, so like it's not actually the old man Logan story because that would actually require them to be integrated into the MCU because the old man Logan story had all kinds of shit. Like Hawkeye was his fucking wingman the whole time. Uh, he fights like shitty redneck, uh, inbred Hulk siblings or something like that. Like it, it, yeah, it's pretty grim story, but like just from what the, the movie looks like, it looks like it's kind of just, this is the future of the X-Men movie timeline, I guess. Although it's weird because they just reset that timeline at the end yeah. of Days of Futures Past, yeah. I think, so that it wasn't shitty. So I'm like, so they reset it, and then they're going to kill everybody and do this again. Other story, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Xavier again? Because like, <laughs> that's what it looks like is going to happen, is it Xavier? Yeah, but they never, they never explained how he came back after X-Men 3 in the no. first place. So Yeah. It was just like, oh, I'm a thought. <laughs> yeah, but he came back with Patrick Stewart's body. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But did you guys get the sense it was a little like Mad Max meets meets X Men? Because that's what I was feeling. I was like, oh, that, no, that's that's a pretty valid take. I yeah, and I have, I have no problem with that idea. Like, you're gonna do if you're gonna steal from something that just came out in the last couple of years, like Fury Road's not exactly a horrible <laughs> fucking place to start. But it totally had that vibe. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, okay, all right, all right, I could see this. I had kind of a different take on it. I feel like it felt a little bit like uh, the John Hughes movie Dutch. Wait, is that the Ed O'Neill movie? <laughs> yeah, the, like a road movie <laughs> where he goes and picks up like his spoiled kid and takes him across the country or whatever. So I, I'm just hoping they don't go too hard into that like, oh, we're going on a fun road trip with quirky little adventures kind of thing because that there was definitely a lot of you know car shots in the trailer. But oh, I didn't get any. <laughs> I um, also have not seen Dutch. Uh, I have probably haven't seen it in like 15 years, but, but <laughs> that, I don't think that's what the, the vibe they were going for per se, but, but who like, knows? like, like, like you could, like they cut Luke Cage into like that family matters trailer. You oh could totally God, cut that, that trailer brilliant. into a Dutch trailer. That's true. No, you could totally. <laughs> Cause it even had that little, like quick montage of like the three of them sitting around the table, like sharing a laugh or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Days go by. Yeah. That was good. That's that's not Family Matters, is it? Yeah, it was. Oh. It's yeah, the I thought Urkel it was show. Full House for some nope. reason. Not yeah. Full House. Definitely Family Matters. Whatever happened to predictability? That is Full House. Uh, Fuller House. Anyway, um, oh but what else is happening in the world of geekdom, boys? Uh, well, the day before the Logan trailer hit, we got a Guardians of the Galaxy teaser. I uh, have not watched that with sound yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. The The real meat of it was really just Drax giving Star-Lord a vaguely inappropriate and unwanted hug. But it was <laughs> Which was fucking 
awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked it looked pretty good. I mean, it definitely carries on the tone of the first one pretty well. And similar there, I think it's really going to hinge on. I, I feel like the first Guardian of the Galaxy movie, the weakest part of it was the villain. And I think that that's what they really need to build on in this one is have a better villain because it's the collector in this one, is it not? Yeah, I think so. They haven't really have they said anything particular about that? I don't know. I haven't been paying super close attention. I just yeah. that's one of those movies that like I'm assuming I'm going to enjoy, so I'm yeah. not freaking out about plot details and shit yeah. like that. They and they haven't really been like going crazy. Yeah. What's that? No, they had the collector at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, who was the guy in the chair then? Like that the- was the end of Avengers. Oh, oh no, Thanos, Thanos, no, Thanos is in Guardians because he talks to um yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What's his name? Whose name I can't fucking remember now. Blue Man. The Kree guy, yeah. Right, right. I just blew myself. The, yeah, the the uh, unmemorable villain. <laughs> the un- yeah, exactly. Wow, there you go, yeah. <laughs> the Sorry, unmemorable I totally interrupted you guys, though. What, was, what, were, what were either of you saying about things? Um, well, no, it's just like it's one of those movies. It's not like I, I haven't been out searching for details about it particularly. It's not like, and it's not like they're dumping a lot from what I can tell. It's like not like Thor Ragnarok where like every second day they're telling us there's a new fucking person cast and there's like a new plot point that they're going to reveal True. a way, way the fuck ahead of time because they want people to go see the goddamn movie. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, has got enough um, goodwill kind of like cachet with like the the fandom at large that they're yep. not yeah. super worried about... Um, people not going to see that movie so true because that's it's just already money that's money in the bank especially since they showed little groot at the end he's in the poster too did you notice did you see the poster no no he's behind i think he's but like behind drax's leg he's kind of sticking his head out there i love him so <laughs> much he's pretty cute it's pretty I'm part of the little group uh, little group little groot group hurrah um, we are Groot. We are. I am Groot. Um, but yes, anything else that you want to talk about, boys? Do we do we want to talk about Nintendo? Fuck yeah, we, we talk do. About Nintendo. Right. We got to talk about that's actually that's massive news. That's huge news. Yeah. News. I'll let I'll let you take it away. Tim, go nuts. <laughs> well, the uh, the day that we rec- are recording this is the day that the Nintendo Switch uh, trailer and information all got dropped uh so no longer the nx now called the switch it is a sort of hybrid uh as i'm sure everybody already knows like a hybrid console that will be both sort of handheld and portable and a home console so um i mean i'm a pretty big nintendo fan we're a household that really only has like nintendo consoles we have like sega genesis and oh, i thought you were a console it. gamer i thought you were a console gamer tim when i when i do play console games it's basically just uh, nintendo and i mean honestly i think that there's not mark and i went pretty in depth in the, into this today there's not a lot of overlap between like nintendo gamers and mm-hmm. uh uh, you know, hardcore console gamers like uh, PlayStation and uh, Xbox. Woo-hoo! I would be, I would be willing to bet that, like, if you look at that and what we talked about the install base on the Wii U, that 13 million people, I, I guarantee you that everybody who owns a Wii U, uh, well, maybe not everybody, but I bet you 10 of those 13 million all also have an Xbox One or a PS4. I am one of them. Yeah, I am. I am the same way. I have all three consoles for this generation. Um, I bought a Wii U. On the promise of Zelda, yeah, I haven't, I haven't got it yet. Yeah, that made me upset. Yeah, but there was two, there was two uh, remastered games that were bo- both good. Yeah, they were. Not- no, the Wii U was a great system. It wasn't mm-hmm. a question. It's just that the games itself it was a content issue. Yeah, yeah, they did not. They didn't 
really do a good job of making sure they had enough content to like fill in the gaps and like i felt like their first party stuff this generation kind of lacked a little bit like like in the n64 and gamecube days like every time they put out it would be every second game would be something i wanted to play now it's like once a year they'll put out something that i'm like oh yeah i need to play that um but whatever like i have a ps4 i don't really need to like worry about gaming and that much i love my ps4 yep but I mean, Nintendo for a while now has been doing really well in the handhold market with the 3DS and all of its offshoots. So I think that they're really playing to their strengths with this. And um, I'm definitely, I mean, we'll end up getting it because I'm always a huge Zelda fan. Just got Zelda tattoos. And uh, I mean, we'll get it even if it's just for Breath of the Wild, but I'm sure we'll play other stuff on it as well. To be fair, you can get that for Wii U. I'm not sure what the... Yeah. the- content differences will be that yeah. will probably be what sells me on the on the switch more than anything if they had announced literally today if they had showed me footage that there's a metroid ready for it i would have fucking bought it day one mm-hmm. that's all they need to do to get me to buy it and while i mean not have it be like insanely priced but like if it's like a 300 dollars console and there's a metroid out that's it's supposed probably, to be right they're saying the like 300 yeah. bucks yeah, that's the theory. But like, if they put a Metroid on it, I'm in. I mean, yeah. there's the, they're gonna get a Mario. You're gonna get the Zelda. I mean, I don't have to buy it for that system. But if yeah, like if they said Metroid, I'm in. Yeah, I will say this: the one thing I didn't like about the Nintendo control about the new Nintendo commercial was the guy didn't give a shit about his dog. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> that, I was like, you're ignoring that beautiful dog. I was like, how dare you? Don't take your dog out. Obviously, he's not on a leash. You're not watching for him. And you're just playing your game. At night, there are dog snatchers, sir. Like That's a was, big dog to snatch, man. That was a big I know, but fucking like, dog. I was just like, he could also maul people. Like, <laughs> I was just, I was con- genuinely concerned. I was like, Whoa. I would never play my games instead of paying my play, uh, paying attention to my animal the way this guy is. Like sometimes you ignore them, but in the comforts of your own damn home. <laughs> Did not Peta will be displeased with that commercial. Buckets of paint for everybody. I think the commercial did a really good job of showcasing all the sort of different ways you can use the console, though, and how sort of versatile it could be. The only issue now is how many people are actually, how many third-party developers are actually going to develop to utilize all that. And I think that was one of the issues with the Wii U. Yeah, Yeah, and it's it's funny because they did put out like a, they put out an image of everybody who's like on board so far. And Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, yeah, these are all the big name people you expect to be on board, like Capcom's on there, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I mean that had, they had that same list for the Wii and they had that same list for the Wii U and the content for both those systems was Mm -hmm. at best lackluster. Like even the Wii that had that massive install base, like over a hundred million units sold. That's like PS2 like levels of fucking sale, like sales and its content library was shovelware 95% of the time. And it's yeah, but they were, I mean, I don't know. We, we, again, we had this conversation earlier, but I think it's really that uh, Nintendo's got a loyal fan base in terms of their, the IPs that they have, like Zelda mm-hmm. and Mario and Metroid and uh, Mario Kart and all that stuff and Pokemon. And so, like, I think that they'll always have that. And uh, as long as they have that, it'll just be a matter of how much that they can build on top of that uh, as to, you know, how, how much crossover success that they can have and that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see in March how they do. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird launch given that it's not on a holiday or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. but you know what? Maybe that's part of the thing is that they're hoping that it'll be not 
you know, bundled with all of the other consoles people are going to buy. Yeah. Well, if they put it out next year, they like I I talked about it earlier, but like they're they'll run into the Scorpio, whatever the the Microsoft like project is for next fall, mm-hmm. which I mean, like it's not like it's going to cross over that much in terms of fan base, but it is still like eventually dollars max out and have to get spent one way or the other, and it yeah. probably be best for them to avoid the Microsoft marketing machine going into their next Xbox. So yeah, I just love how Nintendo this is. Like you know. Uh, Xbox and PlayStation are just busy, like, you know, competing against each other and making, like, consoles that aren't really doing anything particularly new, just b- besides just being better performing. Yeah. And then yeah. Nintendo's just like, fuck you, like, just fucking flips the table. It's like, fuck you, we're doing things this way now. Yep. I am, I am super intrigued to get one in my hands and just, like, give it a shot and see how it plays and stuff like that. But, yeah. Well, I like the idea of having it on a plane. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. So I'm like, I'm curious to see how it turns out. I'm glad they've finally announced something. Like we know what the media is going to be like. Like we know it's cartridges. We know it's portable. We know it's got the dock. Like it. It's just it's funny. An, like portable. Excuse me, sir. I'm not tired. Keeping you up. Um, yeah. Oh, Path in the bedtime. Uh, <laughs> it's nine forty-five. Um, but uh, part of the um, thing that I find. Um, interesting is that people who love console games, you know, and buy the the Nintendo are the ones who like, you know, the DS and um, is the only real like handheld system in all of the Game Boys that have really like stayed true. Like PS Vita got discontinued, and like, uh, no, it's not. It's still technically available. It's just that, like nobody makes nobody plays games it, for it, even though no, the graphics are fantastic. So I'm always wondering, like, what does Nintendo do right? to keep people playing these like cons- like handheld console games with the graphics and everything cuz like the PS4 graphics on the Vitas were gorgeous. But that's the thing is Nintendo has never been like really concerned about being having the best graphics or the highest tech or anything like that. They just want to mm-hmm. make games that are fucking fun to play and that are engaging and that appeal to casual, yeah, casual gamers as well as hardcore gamers. Well, and- that's it's yeah, cuz like I look at um my mark and he's put in 30 35 hours uh oh higher 40 45 50 <laughs> hours 50, <laughs> i'm getting hand signals he's put in 50 plus hours already on um dragon quest 7 and that's saying something i mean ladies i know when you love a gamer that <laughs> you come second to the good game i he, he could that's say what she said. when i played witcher but like i couldn't carry witcher around with me but <laughs> now you, know, you can I, now I yeah I could, but um, <laughs> I chose not to. But I just I I think it's fascinating that Nintendo. You're right, Tim. With their they just make fun games that make you want to keep playing them. Yeah. My other thing is uh, with that guy that's on the plane. You know, there's like a a girlfriend or like a a kid at home that's being like, "Where's the switch?" <laughs> oh, daddy! Took I want Fifteen days. I want to play Pokemon. Sorry, yeah, sweetie. Which is smart, because I think that if that actually does end up happening, this is going to be the sort of thing where there's going to be more than one fucking console per household. True. So that could be really smart in terms of, uh, you know, units sold, and hopefully make up for the difference that they would make in not selling as many, you know, portable consoles. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people who, uh, like, when especially with their kids now, like, they have, there's multiple 3DSs in the house, because every kid's got to have their own 3DS or whatever. Oh, yeah, so. my wife and I, we, we've each got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you guys are in your 30s, so. <laughs> That's a little different, but. Yeah. Um, and you're giant nerds. 
both that of you. Too. Yeah, so. that is true. Yeah. Can we pause for a second, guys? Sure. Just pausing. One, Mark just got on the phone. <laughs> also, sorry, I just know I didn't want you to have to edit that later, Mark. I got to edit it anyway. It's fine. Why? Because <laughs> you told me to pause, which means by the time I... No, I meant I... like I didn't want you to have to edit him like while we were talking. Because oh. I knew he was going to be... I go through and mute everything. It's fine. I'll cut yeah. all this out. Wow. We're good to go. Anyway, I'm going to get wine. Give me one sec. Tim keeps drinking his beer and I'm like, must have wine. <laughs> so. That's why I make two things of vodka before I come in here. Pause. <laughs> I know. I'm such a good host, guys. It's fine. Pausing no. the podcast. One sec. I'm just going to leave this in probably. Don't say mean things. Now I'm going to say them. I'm no. just going to leave this in. I'm just going to leave it in. Well, she just, yeah. The fuck? This, god damn it. God. So we get when we let some I'm, girl fucking, yeah. like, host the podcast. Somebody, just needs, shit. To, somebody just needs to fucking slug her right in the muffin. <laughs> we should, uh, I wish I had Mark's phone number. I would, actually, wait, his phone's <laughs> He's on the phone. I can't, I can't text him. You need so. to call Christy's phone. Yeah, well, call Christy's phone. I'll send him a text. Because <laughs> that's even worse. Call him on on Christy's phone. Yeah. And tell him. Hey, hey, I need you to punch her really hard. <laughs> In the muff. In the twat. Thing. Right yeah. in the twat. Yep. <laughs> right in the baby maker. Definitely earning that little red E. Yes, sir. <laughs> Which we've yep. now tainted Geeks with Kids with forever. Yeah, I do enjoy that. that one single cool. episode now that their whole podcast has that uh, little red E. Not like individual episodes, but if you look at like... I see it still comes up like that on my, yeah? on my phone. Yeah, like when I, if I go and look at my feed, it yep. comes up with uh, all the little red E's. That might be what fucked up my uh, iPod again, as I I downloaded all the Geeks with Kids and we were putting them on my uh, iPod so I could listen to us getting our butts rimmed. What, what, you want to listen to yourself get rimmed a little bit? Yeah, exactly. And then and then it when I tried to sync it up, it fucking. I think this. You know what's really funny is that up. like in that episode, like what actually happens is like Eric gets up and like goes away and takes a call, and they start talking about our podcast now our host has gotten up and fucked off and we're talking about their podcast so now i have to leave this in so the spears can hear me say i like geeks with kids most of the time <laughs> i'm sure he's not expecting me to be like oh it's a great podcast i love you guys that's why we're doing our own podcast yeah we will have to do a uh, a full-on uh six on whatever it is so like six man fucking geeks with kids versus dance robot dance episode one day yeah so so that we can, you know, swear over top of them for two hours and not let them talk. <laughs> Maybe I'll edit that out. It's hard to say. <laughs> oh, here she comes. Uh-oh. Right okay. in the muffin. So hard. Right in the muffin. Win the muffin over and over and over again. Slug, slugged it. Oh, Christy, you're back. Hey, Christy. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. Woo! Hi. <laughs> talking about talking about some muff slugs. No, we're we're just making muffins, and yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. we're sharing recipes. Yeah, we're sharing recipes. exactly. We're sharing recipes for slug muffins. Tim, yeasty, don't forget, you're the, you're the one I watch Muffins on the big screen. I can see your lies. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is Mark is over here, but he never looks at the camera. So. Well, it's because my camera's up oh, there. Oh, there you are. Now you're on my big screen. Yeah, my camera's up there. I'm looking at you guys, so... <laughs> You've lost a lot of weight. Uh, yes, I have. Thank you. Wow. Look mm-hmm. at you all handsome with beard and everything. 
Well, the beard's never gone away. But yeah, that's <laughs> the beard stays. You go. That's that's permanent. So, so now that we're done talking about uh, the newest news in Nintendo, and we're talking geeky go- geeky gooks. Geeks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, we need to start over again. Wine. We need to start Two again. Sips of wine, guys. And, <laughs> and, and fucking Christy's throwing out racial slurs about what? Vietnamese people. Vietnamese people. What? That's a slur? <laughs> yeah, gook is a really fucking offensive slur. Oh my god, is it really? <laughs> This whole thing's staying in now. <laughs> no, it is really a bad. We taught you. We taught. We taught you what biblically means. Oh my god! And now so we taught you a terrible slur. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god! I think we have some uh, some Vietnamese Facebook followers too. So. I'm so we sorry. We have at least three. We, we did. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, cut this part out. <laughs> You're not going to cut this part out. Nope. Oh, I'm oh so God. sorry. I had no it's idea. Too funny. You didn't know. It's too funny because you didn't know. I... We're assholes for laughing so oh hard. Oh my God. <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, it's okay. That's why we have a ready. Oh, it's just like Mark calls me cracker all the time and he has no idea how offensive that is to me. <laughs> but this is not on that same label link at all. I'm making light of it because I'm embarrassed. I'm really sorry to... <laughs> People I'm I need, see, but I have, to, I have to leave this in so that we can hear you capitulating it. Like, oh, this is geez. really good <laughs> content now. I'm embarrassed. I had oh, no idea. I didn't know that's... I, they're oh. they're going to make, like, a new little label on iTunes that's, like, a little, like, uh, a little R for racist, and we're going to be the only podcast that has that. I it'll know, be a little... Every episode. It'll be a little man... It'll be a little emoticon with a white hood on is probably... Yeah. <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> like emoji. Mickey Mouse gloves. Yeah, a little, emo- little Ku Klux Klan emoji. <laughs> a little KKK emoji. Guys, oh... Every episode I say something shitty like... <laughs> it's never intentional. Oh, anyway. Can't write that shit. Uh, oh, let's funny. talk about... Well, I thought you were making fun of me because I'd like mispronounced the word I was trying to say. Nope. You just, just mispronounced it. some racism. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve a muffin punch tonight. Uh, Did he hear you say phrasing? that? Yeah. No. Heard. There's no phrasing involved there. No. <laughs> That's accurate. Anyway, let's... Feminism. Um, let's move on uh, to the geekiest things we did this week. Not including Christy learning racial slurs. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be one of those stories I tell in like two months. It's like, oh, this one time I was doing something that was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, boys. Awesome. Let's let's go with um, Tim. Tell us your geekiest thing. You always have something ready to go. Let's see. This wasn't a particularly geeky week for me, so I'll have to fall back onto something that I do pretty much every week and that uh, I am one of those guys that goes to the comic store every Wednesday and gets my new books. So, uh, yeah, last night uh, I was definitely there with bells on. I... Okay, this is pretty geeky. I will actually like plan my routes for work so that I'm like driving past the comic store on my way home. That's cute. That's valid. Yeah, oh, that's so. a valid lifestyle choice. <laughs> that's geeky chic. So, yep, spent my 50 bucks or whatever and got all my DC stuff for the week. Oh, you're not packaging them tonight. No, I did that last night. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Also, I gave him shit because uh, I could hear it while I was editing. <laughs> yeah. So. No longer the scotch tape. Wednesdays because yeah. Of the scotch tape is yeah. like scratching the whole time. I was like, <laughs> I have to cut this out. It's making me crazy. Apparently, scratching is a furry thing. Uh, it's possible. We do talk about yiffing an awful lot on this yeah. podcast. No yeah. scratching. What they say it in the new mascots um, movie mascots on Netflix. Oh, the Christopher amazing. Guest one. Yeah, watch it. Watch it. Yeah, I, I do love Christopher so Guest movies. It's so good. Mark Christopher Guest, the guy that did uh, uh, Spinal Show. Tap and Best in Show. I love Please Spinal Tap. Yeah. Spinal Tap's one of my favorite movies ever. It's so good. Yeah. Spinal Tap. Um, and Parker but, Posey's uh, in it. I fucking love Parker Posey. It's just, it's so good. Chris, um, Chris O'Dowd as the fist is one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> like, it's we just, also talk it's about so good. fisting a whole lot on this podcast. The, no, uh, Tentacle porn, fisting, community for some reason comes yeah. up every week. <laughs> love um, but yeah, uh, so watch that when you have time. But uh, that's um, scritching is um, a, a term to describe um, things that uh, furries do when they're trying to like get to know you. <laughs> scritch, scritch, that, scritch. Don't they like sniff each other's asses? Shh. Let's go on. Mark, what did you do that was geeky? <laughs> Uh, also, I did really this week. It's been it's been kind of a busy week with real life stuff. So the only thing that was geeky was that I actually finally got my new iPhone. So I set that up and copied all my shit over, and it's got the nice big iPhone Seven Plus, two hundred fifty six gigs, and wow. I loaded up with music and good to 256 go. Two hundred fifty six gigs using that stupid fucking headphone adapter. Uh, no, I'm using the built-in earpods with lightning cable attached to them right oh. now. Um, I have used the, I have the, I put the adapter in the basement next, like on my drum kit headphones, mm. like in-ear things so yeah. that I could plug in and I don't lose them. I've got a, another one on order just so that I can carry it with me at all times in case I do need it, but whatever. They're only 10 bucks. I'm not complaining about it too much. I just spent $800 on the phone, so. Oof. Yeah, I can pick up the earbuds. Uh, why? Why? Air so I can lose them? Yeah, like golden retrievers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that I can lose them 15 seconds later when I start walking somewhere. That's... Just like a golden retriever. Yeah. Are they what, are they Air Buds or AirPods? AirPods. Yeah, AirPods are. AirPods was the basketball. AirPods is a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah My dog's no. real good at AirPods. Air My dog's real good at basketball. AirBud. AirBud Two. Golden Retriever. I'd be curious, but like I, I have a couple. Uh, Bluetooth headphones already that I use sometimes, and like this sounds not great. I know that the the AirPods have new tech, but apparently the sound, like the actual driver in the the headphones, is not any better than what you get in the pack in earbud like earpods. Mm-hmm. So like when they use that tech on a higher end set of like Sennheisers or something like that, I might be interested in buying something like that. But yeah. not if they're. I'd rather they have like you know like a cable still that goes around my neck so that I don't fucking lose them when I take them out of my ears. Cause <laughs> that does concern me that they're just the actual like headphone thing. It's yeah. a little weird, but True. whatever the phone performs like crazy. So I'm having a blast with it. It's a nice yeah. big screen. I actually um, look like that's the other problem. Like I was carrying around a, like a regular six before and everybody's always like, your phone looks tiny in your hands. And I was like, well, that's cause I'm a giant. So <laughs> now they're like, Oh, now your phone looks proportional to you. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I spent the extra $200 on it then. Now you're one of those fablet motherfuckers. Just like everybody else in the world. No. Yeah, I only had that problem with phones when I was carrying an iPod Nano. And people were like, wow, that looks so small in your hands. And I was like, yeah. it's an iPod Nano shuffle. 
No, it looks, <laughs> it looks huge in this hand. So, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> Phrasing? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to take the spotlight. Um, this week, my geekiest thing was I started playing Mass Effect again. The original? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Christy, convince me to play that because like, oh! I started playing the first one once and it's so RPG that I can't yeah. get into it. Okay, okay. All right. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Okay. We're going to have to have a Mass Effect episode, but that episode will just be me teaching you two about why Mass Effect is great. Um, Mass Effect is my favorite game of all time. Uh, Next to, well, we'll have an episode about this too, where we talk about our like five or 10 favorite games of all time. But um, no, it is just, it's okay. For its time, it had amazing graphics, but now you can get like the pack that has, um, they have a new. HD pack. Some fans went in and like made everything HD, and it's gorgeous. Um, but it's just it's the expanse of it, while still maintaining its like small game feel, is unbelievable. You fall in love with characters. There's just so much story to discover. You're never bored because there's always a million things to do. But you can also like skip certain missions. But the reality is, if you skip anything, you can miss something in the next like two games. Um, I love the you know. That your choices carry through to the next, um, to the next like two and third, the second and third games. Like that's incredible. Um, Wait, how does that work? So, if you play on the same machine, it ports your saved file, and huh. you make certain choices that get logged in your save file, and then it gets uploaded to your appearance, your class, your level, and all of your story modes follow you through every game. So if you kill a character in game one that character is gone from the second and third games and you don't get anything. Like there's one character named Rex. He's a Krogan and a Krogan's like a big dinosaur guy who like has a shell. Like, makes him, nah. But, um, visual gags, but uh, you're also moving your microphone around a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm super excited. Um, but it's just, I, I can't, and it's sci-fi and it's awesome, but it also is just, you know, you can do it in the game. Like there's just <laughs> wait like like it it like like it it times. ooh yeah, yeah. you can you can fuck yeah. aliens yeah that's that's one so thing wait. I did know about Mass Effect so wait is this game just like Captain Kirk like the video game it's basically tentacle porn the video game yeah. awesome why didn't anybody tell me this before <laughs> it's not it's not tentacle don't don't make me sad <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just okay honestly, my next beyond good. My next question is, can I get it for PlayStation 4? Uh, I think you can get it remastered for PlayStation. It's the PlayStation 3 that came with the 3. Yeah. But it's not remastered, but you can play it on the 4. Interesting. But and there's no, PC versions that are up You should get the PC version, though, if you, if you really want to experience it in its beauty. Well, I did spend a lot of money on this PC, so maybe I should That's, use it to play I the started, game. I started playing it by using the xbox controller so you can actually sync it up so yeah with your that PC. makes it easier and um i find it more like a fun of, of a playthrough you can i've hooked my my beautiful beautiful msi computer up to my um, the uh monitor or the tv in my living room mark did it and um it just it's so gorgeous and it's so fun and this game <laughs> is the best and i love it and it helped me get through a depression when i was like fired <laughs> i wasn't fired but i was let go and it was just, it was so good, and it's its just so immersive, and it's, like, I haven't met a game yet that's gotten me so into the story. 
I can't. I it's I also had a romantic attachment to Garrus Vicarian. I remember you talking yeah, about that before. We've heard this. Yeah, we've yeah, heard this yeah. very disturbing story no, before. No, it's not. It's and, didn't, and didn't we also hear how, uh, like, when you met Mark Number Two, you were like coming off like a Mass Effect bender and like all filthy and unwashed? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> um, no, when I met my Mark, just as a rehash for new listeners who haven't gone back to the old episodes. Um, oh, look at him, so cute. Bending over the ottoman with his butt out. Um, uh, when I met Mark II, I had just finished um, playing through all of the Mass Effects in a month and a half. I had barely seen light. Um, I had translucent skin. And uh, I, I decided I was, like, devastated when I finished this game. I was, like, all weepy and hadn't washed myself in, like, two days, three days. And had chips in my hair. Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I need so hard else right to now. Yeah. The pain. <laughs> I'm glad one of us said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went in like this baggy, holy sweater and jeans, and was just like, I just need another game. Okay. I just now need you're, another game. You're literally yeah. describing my day to day garb at this point. So <laughs> yeah, but you wash. <laughs> that's that's in, true. In this theory, was my low. that's true. No, this was my low. That's like even even at my worst fucking like lowest point, I'm still like I shower every day. <laughs> See, I've never been point. I shower. I've never been. I've been like brutally depressed, and I'll still get in the shower. I don't know why. I just like automatically do it. Yeah, but anyway, um, I had a. I was like seriously having trouble separating from Garrus. Like I know it sounds dumb. You can say whatever you want, but I love him. I still love him. And I'm playing as male Shep this time, which means I can't be in a relationship with him. But it, it still, I, it hurts me. Um, but I know I have to try new things. And then he would want me to experience the game differently. All right. Uh, All right. Sorry, I'm no, that, that was a rabbit hole. I will... <laughs> I've got I've got uh, Day of the Tentacle and the Infernal Machine or whatever. No, Atlantis, the other one that Tim wanted yeah, me to fa- play. Fate of Atlantis. Fate of Atlantis. Yeah, Infernal Machine was kind of shit. And now I have Mass Effect uh, one, two, and three. <laughs> I will give so them a shot. You'll love it. I will try them again. Yes, yes. Are download they on Steam? The, download yeah. the pack yeah. for the the um, HD pack runs with the Steam game and it's amazing. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to be better at hosting now and not talk about my love affair with Garrus at least for an, another 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, after the, after the, the uh, Vietnamese incident, like, this, uh, is, this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this... I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's, we're rehumanizing you to the audience. At least 200% better than, than that point <laughs> of the podcast. So, uh, shut up! That's enough. That's enough. We're re-adding sympathy from the audience to you. <laughs> we just, we've rehumanized you. We just have one episode where I'm not a fucking pariah. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you wanted one episode, you wanted one episode where you didn't throw up. So we're trying to give you that episode. Yeah, exactly. Tonight. But we're just, we're, we're just edging closer and closer to renaming the podcast Embarrassing Stories with Christy. Yeah. Actually, that might be the we should we should have bonus episode like a bonus episode <laughs> series where we just do like it would just require two of us like you Tim or I could get on there with you and just you could just tell us embarrassing stories and then we would just throw it up as a midweek like forty five minute episode. Oh no, um, no, um, but 
No, I was going to say, just before we get into the meat of the episode, the meat, um, <laughs> we totally forgot, I totally forgot to mention, um, we uh, got a really nice shout out from our like sister brother podcast um, this week. Our incestual podcast. Yeah, we, you know, we didn't, we did. um, Geeks with Kids was, you know, giving us really high praise and it was really nice. And, and, and tongue in our buttholes and stealing our bits. <laughs> stealing our bits. <laughs> Uh, it's because they were touching our bits, but, um, I'm not comfortable with that situation. I don't know if anybody else has a problem, Mm, but, um, yeah, (laughs) well, I know, I know at least at the very least Spears will hear this, which is nice. I don't think the other two really listen to this show, even though one of the other two is Eric, who is one of our hosts. (laughs) Let's give some kudos, but seriously though, Geeks with Kids has been ramping up again lately and I'm loving it. Like, I just, I love our sister podcast. They are so great and they're so funny. Like, it's really hard to stay in the confines of being, uh, like, clean. Like, they're not allowed to swear. They're not allowed to, you know, talk about... Except when we're on talking about Stranger Things. Yes. Not allowed to talk about tentacle porn. Not allowed to talk about slug muffins. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? How do they even find anything to talk about? (laughs) I don't know. And it's, it's interesting and fun. No, our I, crossover I, episode, I think, completely ruined them. I think <laughs> I think it broke Spears for a couple weeks. <laughs> you know, what was a really fun episode. Was um, one of their extras was listening to um, Eric and um, his friend Mallory Green. My actually, my roommate from university. She's a princess at Medieval Times, and they had a really fun um, interview talking about what it was like to be a princess at Medieval Times. So. <laughs> That's just, I just wanted to give them a little shout out because we love them and they were great and they gave us a nice shout out. Except they did point out the fact that in order to be more like us, they need a girl to pick on. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's okay. Glad that's one of our three things to pick up on. <laughs> they were wrong about a bunch of Star Trek shit that I had to like correct Spears on after the fact. So. <laughs> oh, they're busy with children. I know, it's but... It's impressive that they have time to podcast at all. It irks me anyway, so yeah. I, I have to give them shit on Facebook. So. Take out your butt plug. Let's just move on. <laughs> I tried to be... Guys, I'm sorry. I tried to be political. Is that right? <laughs> political butt plug? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I'm just shaking my head, like... <laughs> butt stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the meat of the episode after we've been talking for a straight-up hour. I think we need to, like, officially uh, just, like, topic of the show or whatever. It, it should just be called the meat of the show. I the, think meat. the meat. The <laughs> um, meat. Yeah, we need a sting. Yeah. The, the 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 meat of the show. Well, thank you, Tim. I'm now what I know. I know what I'm doing when I edit this podcast together now. <laughs> um, but uh, so what we're going to be talking about tonight for the meat is <laughs> don't sounds dirty when Christy we're says not it. We're calling it beat the meat. <laughs> uh, welcome to the meat beat. <laughs> Vegetarians get muffin slugs. <laughs> Vegan free, <laughs> gluten, vegan, gluten vegan slug muffins, slug muffins, muffin slugs, slug muffins. <laughs> um, <I'm> sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, but tonight we're going back into the realms of horror, and we're going. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, 
Christy has had like three ounces of wine. Oh, no. Three sips. It is giggly. Three sips. Oh, yo-ho, yo-ho. A winer's life for me. (laughs) Now she's drinking when she's supposed to be hosting. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when I host. We have three 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 and a half hour episode we got here. All right. So what we're going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> okay. Oh, what we're going to be talking about tonight is NPR. Um, we're going to be talking about horror and we're going to delve into the realms of the top 25 horror movie villains of uh, the, the past movie times. So... <laughs> <laughs> tried so hard. Did you do like four That's fucking pints of coke when you walked off the fucking camera? What's wrong with you all of a sudden? This is just who I am. You have two sips of wine. It sounds like you did four rails. This is just who I am. Oh my um, god. This is already the best episode we've ever done, so So we took I took a list from I well yeah IGN.com you can say who you took it from yeah I took it from IGN because they know more than I do and uh, <laughs> that's debatable <laughs> because once again we've got Christy hosting an episode about horror and she doesn't like horror movies <laughs> hey I read some wiki articles I'm, I'm up and I'm hip with it I know what I'm sort of talking about I'm hip I'm with it I'm yeah so um the top 25 horror movie villains. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through and say yay or nay, we agree, we don't agree, like with the list by the end. But, um, you know, I figure we've, between the three of us, we've seen at least seven of these. So <laughs> I've um, seen, I think, everything. I think I've seen everything on this list, too. To be I've honest. seen yeah. at least two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hosting. Um, so... <laughs> what we're going to do is uh, is go through and talk about the top 25 horror movie villains. You can follow along, too, if you want. This is a list from 2012, but after looking at a number of lists, I figured that this was, you know, it had some of the biggest characters. I thought it was had some of the more iconic um, creations, and also it included both human villains and monsters, which is really hard to find on some lists. So, list, list, list. So, um, what we're going to do is go through, and I want to hear your opinions and your thoughts, and uh, that's what this podcast is about. So, let's get to it. Number 25 on the list is Cujo. Ooh, I have seen Cujo. Cujo. How have you um, not seen, like, any of these other movies and you've seen Cujo? This movie's um, terrible. Cujo, I watched once thinking it was Old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. It wasn't Old Yeller. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Not Old Yeller. Uh, sorry. Homeward Bound. I thought it was Homeward Bound. It wasn't Homeward Bound. No. <laughs> definitely wasn't Homeward Bound either. No. No Michael J. Fox in this no, movie. No. It's no Michael J. Fox voicing Cujo. No Sassy or Sally. Um, <laughs> Sally Field. But anyway, let's uh, talk about Cujo. Have you guys seen Cujo? What do you think about Cujo? I have seen Cujo and read the book. Uh, I think... I, don't know if I'm particularly overly afraid of a rabid dog in terms of like the biggest horror characters of all time, but like it is, uh, it's a pretty effective like suspense. Well, at least the book is pretty suspenseful. I don't remember the book being or the movie being that great. But I think it's more that he's iconic. 
Yeah. You know, like when Cujo came out, um, no like animal, domesticated animal ever been villainized before. And I think that it really like freaked a lot of people out because it was like, oh, like it strikes ho- close to home. And it's not so much that he's like evil from the devil incarnate. He's just rabid. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like it, it was kind of like a, I'm not sure I would have put him on the top 25, but I mean, like at the same time, he does hold his own in the fact that like he's a realistic sort of like horror. I feel like he's kind of a placeholder here for like all of the sort of movies that feature like an animal villain yeah. kind of thing. Uh, so, I mean... <laughs> I've watched Cujo. I've watched a long time ago. It didn't really have a massive impact on me. Um, I never read the book though, but I mean, I, I just hate like this sort of stuff that villainizes dogs. And, and it reminds me very much of like all the pit bull shit going on with like Montreal and that sort of thing lately where everybody's like, Oh, this dog is vicious. It did. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully as a, uh, I'm a, I'm a proud pit bull owner. Actually, my, my, my little Harley Quinn, my dog is, uh, that my dad kidnapped. Yeah. I was going to say the dog that your, your dad fucking co-opted. Yeah. The like, annexed is such a sweet dog, uh, that my dad wanted her back after I moved her up to Milton. Uh, yeah, it, she's a pit bull. So yeah, I have a, I have a real problem with like that whole pit bull band thing. Like I was fucking pissed about that. But yeah, that's a whole other topic for our our political podcast. We'll have to fucking political spin off into. So. Yeah. Like even even the image that they're using here, just he just looks like a sad, pretty yeah. friendly dog. He doesn't he like looks, he, okay, he's covered in blood, but th- that maybe that's his blood. We don't know. He looks like he needs a bath and a pet. That's what yeah. He, he just looks like he wants to play or something. Yeah, you know what, though, Kucho, I, I think you're right in that his place on this list more functions as a means of, like, encompassing the animal kingdom that's evil. Yeah. So, all right, well, that's how we feel about Kujo. Well, then let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on, because we got some, there's some cooler people we want to get to on this list. Kujo. <laughs> uh, but um, we have, at number 24, Frankenstein's monster, not to be confused with Frankenstein himself. Yes, I'm glad that they did not make that because that's that's a important I wouldn't have chosen this list i would have been like yeah oh, Mary rolling over in the grave yeah but what do you guys think about that as number 24 i mean the version that they've got here is definitely the stereotypical version it's like the 1920 really early version but um the Boris Karloff, but really like i think the best version of frankenstein's monster that there's been was anthony hopkins uh, in like the early '90s uh, version, I can't remember. Was it Kenneth Branagh that directed yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, oh, that was. I thought that was Robert De Niro. Wasn't he the monster? I thought. It was oh no! You know what, Christy? I think Christy's right. Robert I think it was De Niro, because it was. was it? Um, yeah. it was Kenneth Branagh, Robert De Niro, and um, what's her face became his bride. Um, Tim Burton's ex-wife. Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, you're right. It's, it was De Niro. Yeah, was like, sorry. Well, I mean, Hopkins. you can hardly tell who the fuck's in it in the makeup. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that is definitely, I think, the most sort of sympathetic and the closest to the book. Like, I, I like a lot of people, I read that book in high school. Yeah. And uh, I really, you know, sympathized with the monster. And I think it did a really good job of humanizing the monster. And it was one of those first sort of uh, books that really was like, okay, this is the monster, but the real fucking monsters are the people uh, themselves kind of thing, which has become a trope at this point. But I mean, he's a classic horror victim, but 
um, or horror character, but um, I don't think he's actually that horrifying. No, I think he's one of the more sympathetic yeah. uh, characters on this list. I think it depends on which, like, where you're getting him from. Like, the character, like, the monster in, oh, God, what was that show? Penny Dreadful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was kind of, yeah, he was kind of a sociopath. Like, he actually played up and was kind of a murderer. Like, you end up sympathizing with him eventually, but he does not exactly make it easy to Mm -hmm. sympathize with them. Um, I definitely think, like, if you're going to, like, if you're making a list, like, top 25 movie monsters, like, I think Frankenstein has to be on there. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Has to be. But I definitely think, I mean, obviously the Boris Karloff version is, like, pretty iconic. Like, that's kind of the, the version that pops in the in neck your... and the flat top yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely the version that pops into your head first, but I do agree like that the De Niro version from the 90s was like pretty iconic. Yep. Or um, not iconic, sorry, was like probably the most like accurate. Yeah, I just I found that his per- performance too was just brilliant. I literally yeah, it, was... I, it was an enjoyable movie for like being a story so like I don't know it's a completely like from your you your own point of view kind of story. Like you can sympathize with the monster, or you can choose to believe that he was you know made this way. So yeah. But, hmm? As a tangent, did anybody see uh, De-, De Niro's uh, like he called out Trump this week? Like he called him was a that punk? this week, or was that what was it last week? A couple weeks ago, but yeah, oh, I, I did. Don't know. That was that was fucking yeah, funny. He said he wanted know. to punch him in the face. And- yeah. <laughs> That was a fucking, ago, yeah. Oh, was it? Got a fucking raging bull headed don't, headed his way now. Don't uh, read the comments on those videos. Uh, no, never read the comments. I made the mistake. <laughs> so many people are like YouTube. YouTube comments are like that's like you want to talk about like the fucking lowest form of life. Like yeah. it's YouTube yeah. commenters. Yeah. Speaking of lowest form of life, num- number twenty three is the State Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Segway. Kind of hurt by no, that. No, no, because he was the lowest form because he had to be created and he was created from a thought. He's so empty. he's a low form of life. Yeah, fair enough. Ha ha. Uh I wouldn't call him a particularly scary villain. Um I mean it was the perfect like sort of this, he wasn't the be- real villain for that movie, but he was like the perfect foil for the Ghostbusters. I think the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man like perfectly embodies like the the sarcasm of yeah. that fucking movie. Like the fact that they have like the movie is ostensibly about like a Lovecraftian horror coming back and like destroying Earth, but the form it chooses or it gets chosen for it is a giant fucking marshmallow. Is is a giant a giant fucking ad? Uh, yeah, is a giant advertisement ad, yeah, basically. Advertisement. Uh, I think it's brilliant. fucking brilliant. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, actual, like, scarier monsters, like, I think the terror dogs that are in the movie are actually more disturbing looking, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, they fucked me up as a kid. Yeah, me too, yeah. <laughs> so, but, like, I think the, uh, I think the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, in terms of, like, icon- like iconography, like, you know, if you see that shit, you know what it is, right? Like, everybody yeah. knows what the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is, so... Yeah. I just, I like that he's on the list. I like that he's lower, because you're right. He's not, like a monstrous villain or anything. He's not the he's not the villain. Like we all know that Zool, but at the same time Gozer is or Gozer, Gozer, sorry. Yeah. Um He does step on a church. Yeah, that's true. But he uh he is just like he's he's just such a, a you know exactly what your movie you're talking about if you say State Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. uh did either of you ever have the uh Think Geek a cup or 
four or five years ago now at this point, actually had Stay Puffed marshmallows that were <laughs> caffeinated marshmallows that you could get. Yeah, I bought a pack. I didn't yeah, know I bought. That existed. I bought a box of them, and I still have the packaging because they came in a really nice uh, box that you know was mm-hmm. like Stay Puffed Marshmallow branded, and they were they were good. And uh, I unfortunately let some of them go stale, but they still worked pretty well in like hot chocolate. They made uh, they made really good Rice Krispie squares. That's all I know about them. Oh yeah, that would, that would, yeah that would have been fun too. Fuck smart use, smart use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're blowing through this list, which is probably a good thing because we're already an hour and a bit in. But um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll get into it a, a little bit later on. So yeah, number twenty two actually is good to chat about because it's Norman Bates, which I agree with. I actually think he should be higher. So do I. I think he yeah. should be higher. I think so. But like the fact that they've put just like a human dude on this list at all like makes me happy because like yeah. so many other villains have you know these crazy pasts that have turned them evil and like, you know, or like superpowers or they're, you know, Ed Gein inspired, um, wielding chainsaw massacres. But this guy is still Ed Gein inspired, but just because he's a crazy pants. It's Ed yeah. Gein. Ed Gein? I thought it was Gein. Gein. No, it's Gein. It's Gein? Yeah. Gein. Sorry. Ed I don't want to be, a, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just. No, no, I should know this because I'm like a serial killer obsessive. I love reading about them. Yeah. Last podcast on the left. Should I listen to that? You should definitely listen to that if you like serial killer stuff. Uh, Sword and Scale. You should listen to that. I do listen to that. That's a fantastic podcast. No, last podcast on the left. If you if you like the uh, the really fucking off color humor that we do in here, um, they do it really fucking well, and they talk <laughs> about some like really horrible shit. So, yeah. If you want to talk about like Halloween themed like podcast to go fucking binge this week, that's yeah, that's my official fucking uh, endorsement of props, last props. podcast on the left. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Norman Bates. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan. I mean, I'm a big Hitchcock fan. Um, mm-hmm. just in terms of his filmmaking in general, and yeah. I mean, Psycho is his best known work for sure. Yeah. Um. And I mean, out of I would say, like, if you ask somebody to name a Hitchcock movie, they'd probably say Psycho first. Psycho or Birds? Uh, see, I was going to say Vertigo. Yeah, I mean, he had plenty of, and, you know, North by North. North. But no, you're right. Uh, yeah, you know, you're right. Psycho's probably the first one people think of. It is, like, the most famous. It is the one that is still referenced today. There's a TV yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it had the most, I would say it had the, the longest lasting effect on pop culture overall. Yeah. Um, arguably of anybody on this list so far, with the possible exception of Frankenstein's monster. Um, yeah, and, like, I think it's good, too, because, like, they, the, the performance on that movie, like, Anthony Perkins' performance is, like... <sighs> Kind of like yeah. it's still it's still terrifying, kind Epic. of. Yeah, so he does yeah. such a good job of like playing that character, just yeah, right, right down that line. Yeah, yeah. so right on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the ending is just so chilling. Yeah, I uh, I think we talked about it on the last like horror pod mm-hmm. or the the pod we were talking about the movies, but like mm-hmm. this the the way this movie shot is like it it ramps up the tension so well. Mm-hmm. by being shot that well and like obviously his performance is just like so fucking good i'm still i'm still i'm pretty sure like if you were ever high if you're hired to play uh a psycho killer in a fucking movie like this is still a movie you have to watch like you have to like be able to if, if not at least avoid what he's doing or like just in cat like incorporate it into your performance right because yeah yeah it's so definitive of like how to play it well, I actually, I think that Freddie Highmore holds his own on Bates Motel. Oh, yeah. 
Like he's he's really done well with that role, considering the shoes he has to fill with like this classic, like just uh, like one of the most well known villains of all time, who's so psychotic but so subtle about it. Like that that in itself was just it was uh, no one had seen a performance like that since like before the Bates Motel. Um, to yeah. that kind of magnitude of horrifying subtlety. <laughs> yeah. I said it. What? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Bates Motel has been really good overall. I mean, Via Farmiga is fucking outstanding oh, in it. Fantastic. Um, I kind of wish that they wouldn't be sort of drawing things out as much as they are, but I understand why they are, the, you know, why they are because it's a TV show and they want to get as much mileage out of it as they can. Well, you know, they're on their last season now, right? Oh, is it? They've they've officially said this is the last season coming up. So the fifth season will be the last season. Fifth or the sixth? I think it was the sixth. Huh. But the, I I know it happens at the end of the fifth, but I haven't watched it all. I've only gotten to season two because it was so much that I had to. I literally had to stop watching it for a bit. I was getting in like kind of freaked out. <laughs> How many episodes per season is this? Like a cable like show, ten or twelve or something yeah, 10 like or that. 12. So it's like I can binge it pretty quickly if I wanted to catch up. You should. Yeah. You should yeah. binge it. I've definitely watched the first three seasons. Whatever the last season was to air, I'm, I'm behind on. I haven't watched that yet, but yeah. I'll, I'll get well, to it. A lot it. of superhero stuff came out. Yeah, this yeah, is it's been a yeah. My TV schedule is crazy yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the next one on the list is Damien Thorne from The Omen. I mean, The Omen was a great movie and a really creepy movie, but I I don't feel like it was necessarily because of Damien in particular. I think just overall the tone of this movie was really good and uh it was shot really well and yeah, I don't I mean, he's I, I don't find him to be a particularly memorable villain. Mm. I think there's a lot to be like the way they used him in the sequels too, kind of like added to the effect of it. Cause there's like at least two like direct sequels to that movie. Right. So I barely remember the sequels. I barely remember the original. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, fair. But like, I think the first one, especially like most of the horror relies on the fact that they have like extremely like high caliber fucking actors in the mm-hmm. lead, the actual lead roles. Like you're, you're leaning on Gregory Peck. Mm-hmm. To do like most of the heavy lifting in this movie, so like yeah, you're you're probably doing okay at that point. Like plus, like Richard Donner doing like early Richard Donner stuff when he still was doing good movies and shit. Yeah. So like he knew how to like put together like um a good suspense. Well like, produced for sure. Yeah, it's definitely like it's it's definitely in that falls in that. Um, and we've talked about it before, like that '70s like horror, like kind of renaissance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a movie that like would get placed high on the list um, for that reason. Like it's just a well-produced, like well-scripted horror movie. Yeah, yeah. This is one that I should go back and rewatch because it's been but- probably ten years at least since we watched it. Don't watch the remake. Yeah. <laughs> But what's good about this, too, is it's it's like a Cujo spot where it kind of represents a lot of kids, you know, horrifying children. Because, I mean, you could... Well, there's, kids on their own can be pretty horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I think it's a good spot to, like, hold... Pissing and shitting everywhere. <laughs> but um, I feel like it's it's a good place to hold um, the idea of, a, a, of child actors being terrifying. 
Yeah, I mean, look at stuff like Children of the Corn and that yeah. sort of and yeah. uh, there's plenty of those type of movies for sure where we get creepy creepy little kids. Definitely a trope from some of these movies where it's like, oh, we're going to do the the creepy child or the, yeah. uh, the the child that is evil kind of thing. Like it's yeah. definitely something that horror plays to a lot and I think yeah, da- Damien would definitely be kind of like a good representation. Ra- yeah, a good representation or like probably one of the first like really iconic examples of that kind of character. Yeah. Um, I just I, I like I like that you two went on a little like we we were just like talking about geeks with kids and immediately went into like we shitting on kids like <laughs> we fucking hate I kids. want kids I like children <laughs> I can't wait to have kids I mean I can I can't wait I can't wait but I mean like you when I have wait? kids it'll be great <laughs> um, um yeah when I was when I was a kid my sister and I definitely had like the straight up like bleach fucking blonde hair like the children of the corn so there's definitely pictures of us like as kids where we look like those fucking kids coming out of the cornfields and it's that's funny yeah it's fucking creepy yeah. um, uh, but there there was before we move on from this there was um ne- since we're sort of talking about the trope of like creepy kids there was one uh, there's a 2008 Swedish horror movie called let the right one in that got a lot of really good uh a lot of like awards and sh- shit like that. And it's basically like a young girl that w- is a vampire, but she was turned as a kid and has lived like hundreds of years or something like that. And starts to make friends with like a local, uh, a local kid. And it's just the, the tone of it is done really well. And it's very much the opposite of sort of just the, you know, sort of creepy, naive little kid trope. Mm. So and again, highly avoid the remake, watch the original. Yeah. Yeah. It, was there a remake? No, there was an American like redo of it or whatever that was not great. Oh, okay. Watch the Swedish original. Yeah. If you can. Um, but the next one on our list, I actually was a little uh, I was a little disappointed this guy made it this high. And I that's saying something with it being twenty five and he's number twenty. But the creeper from Jeepers Creepers. I watched this movie when I was younger and it was creepy and a little scary, but like you see him so much you know what i mean like it sort of removes the fear of him in my opinion i mean i watched this movie but i this is probably the least memorable on this list for me uh overall i mean i i don't i mean i know that maybe it's just like the gen this came a little bit after sort of my generation of horror because i was very much like the 90s and 80s like slashers but yeah I, i don't really agree with this one no, I I just find him, I don't know. I I just I don't like him. I don't like him as a vi- as a villain. I thought he was just like kind of they like they threw in the towel for this sh- this movie. I don't know. Definitely shouldn't be ranked higher than like Norman Bates. No, like, that much I'll say. Um, I know I've like I've seen the movie. I'm trying to remember it. That's uh, the thing. It's not memorable. You think about Norman Bates, and you're like, oh who's yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Why am I? I'm totally Jeepers, blanking. Creepers. Where oh, shit. Those I'm looking up the American remake of Let the Right One In, and it was Let Me In, and it apparently got like an 88 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, yeah and, and it was Chloe Grace Moritz that played the uh, one of the uh-huh. kids. I, don't remember. I remember not liking it as much as the original, but huh. whatever. Um, Anyways, yeah, Peter Phillips, go. Justin Long's in the in Jeepers Creepers. Why do I not yeah, remember he this? Was. Yeah, he was the lead like protagonist, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Huh. But 
don't know. It was just like it was one of those nineties, early like late nineties, early two thousand movies. Early two thousands, yeah. It just didn't. It, it was when they were churning out, yeah. It was when they were churning out shit like uh, the Final Destination movies and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That yeah. it really didn't like the production value wasn't particularly great, and the writing wasn't particularly good. And yeah. I just think this was the time too when they were releasing the scary movies, and they were releasing, um, you know, not another teen movie and all that shit. So they were just trying to get something out that was like a legitimate horror film that could even potentially be used within that trope. There was a, a long string of like late nineties, early two thousands horror movies that were not particularly good, but still yeah. did very, very well. I just like every weekend there seemed to be a yeah. new one coming out and we were always like kicking teenagers out of the movie theater. So well, because that was the thing though. Like it was something that teenagers could do and see. And it was like, you know, kind of a faux pas, like, Ooh, you know, go see a, a horror movie like that you're not allowed to technically see. It was a big thing. Uh, they were 14A. They could get into them. Yeah. Regardless, I just don't. I don't agree with him being on the list. Yeah. But number 19 takes us to Ghostface of the Scream franchise. I think this is a particularly like should be on this list mention. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I think. Uh it just in terms of like how iconic that mask is at this yeah. point yeah. because of that movie, like it it should definitely be on the list. I still like those movies. The first is it the first three probably that are yeah. like not horrifyingly bad. Um, <laughs> well, they were like huge twists. Yeah. That's what was yeah. so great about the Scream franchise is they weren't afraid to just be like, "Oh, you thought you knew what was going on? Well, fuck you." Yeah, I think this is definitely pretty deserved. Um, and yeah, there was some good. Uh, some good twists in it. I mean, Matthew Lillard in the first one was fucking amazing. Oh, so I good. think he stabbed me too deep, man. <laughs> bleeding a lot here. Yeah, no, was, those movies are definitely like, they're still kind of a fun sit too. I think I watched them like a year or two ago, like around yeah. Halloween kind of thing. I sat through the, at least the first three and was like, oh, these still kind of hold up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was it was one of the first, like, sort of meta takes on horror, too, right? Yeah. Where they're actually going through and, and taking apart some of those tropes and uh, and um, sort of putting new spins on them and then introducing stuff that is now established tropes, but at the time mm-hmm. was new stuff. Yeah, so. they, ad- they admitted, they, like, bought into the camp, admitted that it was campy, and, like, but still made it terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was the first time a like a, a horror franchise had made a comedy into the horror movies, like as a staple. Do you uh, agree? Wait, that that what that they put comedy into horror? Well, I did, like I, I mean, like that. that they they acknowledged that it was campy. Oh no! I think the Nightmare on Elm Street movies did that well before this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And oh, I mean, see, even I, I've even I've never seen those, so I no. Can't. And even if you look back at like some of the earlier um, like B movie stuff uh, in like the late sixties and seventies, I think they openly acknowledged the camp of that stuff as okay. well. You guys would know better than I. So, but also it, it definitely like brings it like made it part of the mainstream of it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So this yeah. is probably the most successful sort of like horror satire kind of movie yeah true um but uh what were your first experiences with ghostface like did you guys see him in the theaters i saw well i was working at a movie theater when scream came out i think or i was close to it anyway so 96 you're like 15 yeah but yeah it'll be all right 96 97 yeah Hmm. i would have um yeah so i definitely saw the movie when it came out um 
I don't have any particular like it was not like it gave me nightmares or some shit like that at like 16 years old but uh, yeah. it was definitely a good movie I remember that everybody was talking about it so mm-hmm. it did very well I um, remember um, my Mark saying that like it was a really big deal when he saw it because he was just um, he was flabbergasted they could get away with that much like gore in the th- in the theater because it was his first like real foray into into horror oh mm. yeah I can't remember if I saw this in the theater or not I I'm. I probably didn't because it was probably still the era where, like, I was my parents were like let or uh, raised me pretty sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is probably I probably wasn't like going out and watching horror movies at this point. So I probably didn't watch it until like a couple years later when I uh, made friends with a guy that was uh, into a lot of horror, stuff. horror movies. Yeah. this is apropos of nothing, but like you're talking about being sheltered. I was just talking to one of my coworkers today. Like we were talking about making plans for Halloween, and I was like. Oh, there's there's something going on in Hamilton that I was trying to get everybody to go to, and they were like, "Oh, what is this? What's a video dance party?" And I was like, "You guys did not grow up in the '90s. <laughs> like, how do you not know?" <laughs> they're like, "What does that mean? They video like, dance party? What does that mean? Does it mean that they videotape you while you're dancing?" And I'm like, "No, that's a Girls Gone Wild video. What yeah. we're talking about is they play videos going to along with the music." Yeah. Did you know that they used to have music videos? And they used to play them on Much Music and on MTV. On TV, they used to play them and stuff like that. Yeah, was, I don't know. I just they were like, oh, we were just sheltered. And also, not a couple of them are not from like Canada, but it was still like, the mm. fuck happened to the youth of today? <laughs> yeah, we had Much Music video dance parties um, yeah, at bunch. my school. Yeah, yeah, we definitely had a bunch. But yeah, yeah no, I just maybe. Sorry, anyway, that's no, that's fantastic. Totally, um, no, I just made me laugh. So the next one on our list, I was actually very happy to see this one here because I've never actually seen the movie, but I have read a lot about it because um, I'm too chicken to watch this movie. Oh, but such a good movie, though. <laughs> the Candyman. What do you guys think? How do you feel about him? I, I, I love this movie, actually. I think it's great. Uh, it's one of the, I think it's, it's one of the first times they really did um, like kind of an urban horror movie. Yeah, urban legend kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like it's black. Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, no, but like Tony Todd, like, come on, he's like sci-fi royalty at this point. He's been in all kinds of shit. Um, so, and he plays like such a good villain. Like that voice is just terrifying. I also like the fact that like you actually have sympathy again for a villain in a, in a way, even though he's like, you know, horrifying and twisted. Like when you see how he died and why he died, you could kind of understand why this guy's coming back and like reaping havoc. Man, this is one that I haven't watched in a long time. So you guys clearly remember a lot more than I do of it. I mean, I, I know that it's really iconic and I definitely think that he's justified of being on this, but I remember very few of the details of this movie. Well, why does they was... play up the, they play up the bug stuff, like where he's got the yeah. and shit like that, that attack. Like that. it's, it's a good, like, it's just a really good, like creepy kind of supernatural horror movie. And well, they don't. It's one of those ones. Like, by that time, too, when like this came out, like Nightmare on Elm Street and like Friday the Thirteenth and all those movies had been around long enough that they had really leaned into the camp side of stuff. And this played like really straight, really scary. They didn't yeah. do any of like the tongue and cheek shit that was going yeah. on in some of the other stuff. So also, it was like it came out in like ninety two. I want to say so. Like it would be right around the time where I would have started like trying to watch horror movies more regularly or like whatever. Cause I thought it was cool. And yeah, well, they, they also though, like talk about this guy getting lynched for marrying 
a white woman or loving a white woman and like how violent they were to him because like the girl's father gets together a mob and they lynch this guy cut off his hand because he was a painter they cut off his like right his painting um predominant hand and then they like cover him with honey while he's hanging and he dies because he's stung to death by bees like the violence against like him just for his race was something that I don't think was used very much as motivation for like um, a genuine horror villain. You know what I mean? Like there's, it, it wasn't based in, you know, somewhat reality. Yeah. This is one I probably should go back and rewatch. I think you should I, actually, I, I probably think you should. Yeah. I probably didn't appreciate a lot of that sort of stuff the first time that I watched it. Yeah. Well, I just felt bad for him because, like, think about it. Not only are you having the love of your life taken away because you're not the same skin color, but they cut off your hand that you, like, produce your passion with. <laughs> I know. Word. Phrasing. Word phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But it's true. Like, can you No, it is. Oh. You're right. I'm just, I'm just an asshole. You could ruin um, it too by saying like, if he was a righty, he'd have to learn how to use his lefty too. But well, I mean, he like, probably, I would, I would assume he would have if he had, like <laughs> lived through the ordeal, but uh, he really didn't. So, but it's, it's true. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you should go back and watch it, Tim. I feel like it's one you'd appreciate now more. Yeah. Um, number seventeen on our list is Samara Morin from the uh, Ring series. The pretty creepy villainous. I mean, this is this is one that definitely became sort of another really pop culture-y one, but I never really got that much into the Ring movies. Yeah, um, either, either the original ones or the uh, uh, or the U.S. remakes, because I mean they're basically just all like jump scary pieces of shit, uh, and that's just really not something that I find scary. I, it's not really creepy at all for me. I can't fucking get behind a fucking cursed VHS tape. Well, have you heard about the new movie that just came out? It's It premiered at, um, I think, TIFF, and it was um, Sadako versus uh, Kayoko, which is the ring girl versus the grudge. I had heard about that, yeah. yeah it's a legit thing that came out. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Yeah. And, like, my friends saw it. My friends went and saw it and said it was, like, it was just magnificent camp. But um, they took it very seriously, right? Because it's this, it's Japanese horror, so it's it's got, you know, it, it's meant to be terrifying. I definitely yeah. agree that she should be on the list. Like, I think, like, in spite of Tim's militant fucking horror nerd uh, stance on the movie, <laughs> um I, I definitely think she's become pretty like, no. I mean, I guess he kind of leans back into like the, the, the Damien kind of like creepy, like little girl kind of, uh, trope that they use all the time. And like Japanese whore fucking loves that trope like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think definitely like the, the, the first ring movie became pretty iconic in terms of like that character's like modus operandi and stuff like that. So like, it's pretty well known. So I don't think it being on the list is too far-fetched mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I just found I I fell asleep the first time I tried to watch The Ring. I don't remember liking the movie particularly, but I do like it's one of those like 
the movie may not have been great, but I think they did a really good job with making the the character creepy. So. Yeah. Um. Well, let's let's keep moving along. Because um, <laughs> number, I feel like there's certain ones that we'll really want to talk about. But um, number sixteen is Count Dracula, and we're looking Definitely at the original deserves. Dracula here, not the um, Gary Oldman version, which I think needs noting. But um, <laughs> this was released in 1922, but... Um, the, well, no, okay. The so I think 1922 Dracula. was not... Nosferatu was 1922. Oh. Um, this, Bel- this isn't... Bel- yeah, the Bela Lugosi one. The Bela Lugosi stuff comes later. I mean, Dracula is such like a giant, iconic villain. Like, he's been all over the place. There's versions <laughs> of him coming from, like, every corner of pop culture. Buffy's done a version of Dracula. There's a version of Dracula that exists in the Marvel Universe. There's... Yeah. 500 movies like they make a new fucking dracula movie every like three years like i don't yeah it's definitely he should probably be higher on the list really in terms of how like iconic he is um overall uh i still think the best like i mean the bella lugosi stuff is like i think it's pretty iconic i don't yeah. know if it's like great by any stretch of the imagination but like there's definitely takes on it. Like I know Frank Langella was really good. I like the Gary Oldman version, even though it's a little. The rest of it's kind of crappy, but he's great. Yeah, he's well. Yeah, yeah Gary Oldman's always good though. So. Even on Friends. <laughs> have you read? The, have you guys read the book? No. No, I never have. I started uh, to. I started to when I was in high school. That's the funny thing. Like they they always romanticize the character to such like an extreme yeah. degree, whereas like really like the book thing or like the book character is really fucking creepy and they always downplay that so that they can like play up the like romancing mina kind of story of the whole thing and it's always like just let him be a creepy fucking monster like he's not supposed yeah. to be a good guy he's a fucking demon for christ's sake think about the time it was written right that was what was acceptable like you had yeah. to romanticize it because otherwise it was just it wasn't going to sell well, no, the book, like, the book, he's creepy, and I'm just, like, the movies, yeah, I mean, the, the, it makes the movies more, like, easily easily digestible for audiences and stuff like that, but I just I don't feel like they've ever really done, like, a movie or a TV version of it where he's not, like, the handsome fucking, like, foreigner or whatever. Dracula 2000, it was Gerard Butler, so you're right. <sighs> Not not a good, not a valid fucking poll, really. Like, that's a bad call. I've, I've never, I never really got particularly engaged with, like, the romanticized vampire idea. Like, it's the fucking Anne Rice-y kind of shit. Twilight. Um, yeah. Well, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't lump all this shit in with Twilight. Like, that's, no, I mean, let's be serious. Interview with a Vampire is a fantastic book and a fantastic <sighs> movie. I will. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Christy on this one. I love those books. I mean, they're they're not bad. I just it's not. I, and I do like that particular movie, but just the sort of that stereotype of Dracula as or or of vampires in general as being like you know romanticized characters. It's just not something that I really normally well, Lestat, go for. Lestat wasn't romanticized so much as that he was sexual, but he was yeah you know a horrifying predator. Yeah. And they never they never downplay that in the later books either. Like even when he takes over the narrative, like he's ostensibly like the narrator for most of the main series of the books. He's still kind of a piece of shit. Like but I don't think that I don't even I don't even really consider the Anne Rice books horror so much as just kind of like fantasy more yeah. so. Fan not, fiction. 
almost uh, well especially the later ones when they just get into like all the vampires are living together and suckling on each other and shit that's <laughs> I definitely read anything beyond interview oh really you should read um at least go and read uh vampire lestat and queen of the damned are both really good books like they're both excellent books the first five books are good after that mm, <laughs> and coinage. yeah i think um, so I, I, I will always stand by those first five books and the first Mayfair Witch book um, mm-hmm. as really good books. I mean, I really love just Nosferatu in terms of the, the tone and the way that it was shot. And that that was a really fucking creepy movie, f- especially yeah. for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really just it's it's really great atmospheric horror. Yeah, I love the way that I love the like the look of that. It's very iconic. I think it's, very, yeah. it's still a very creepy look. Yeah. Um, as a fun fact. Um, my Nana did a, a family tree. Um, she went back and had like a professional do it and it ends up, I am distantly, distantly, distantly related to, um, Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That may, that may actually explain your comment from earlier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had like, I wish I was on a Mac so I could just quickly screen grab that face you just made, but... <laughs> This one? Yeah, that one. It's terrifying. Visual gags? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, visual gags on audio podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, I just thought that was kind of a, a cool thing when she told us. She was like, oh, the people were famous. William the Conqueror. And I was like, oh, all right, well, I guess he's cool. And then she was like, and Vlad the Impaler. And I was like, Vlad? Oh? oh, wow. That's, oh. that's, that's pretty interesting, actually, if it's legit. like If it's legit. You know, like, you, I, I think she, she told me that she had, like, she didn't do it, like, online. She had a professional um, do it. And he just happened to be one of the farthest back. I mean, like, we're all probably related to him somehow. But, um, <laughs> we are all white people, right? So uh, White privilege. He's the progenitor of all white people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like how, like, ev- like, everybody's got a little bit of Genghis Khan in them somehow. Because he... <laughs> He just fucking got, down. yeah, got everywhere. He got everywhere, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what is happening? I sang. Um, <laughs> actually, it was, and the other funny thing is when my nana told me that, I my dad has um this this framed um I don't know why he framed it uh framed news article about Christopher Bolton um who was the last man hung in Niagara on the Lake because my great 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 grandfather decided to chop up his wife into pieces while his kids watched. <laughs> wow. Chop 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 chop. <laughs> wow. That's in my old like backyard too. Like that's down by me. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know. Crazy. That's uh, <laughs> oh, I was next on the list. So lake. yeah, so you come by that honestly is what you're saying. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> did Mark hear you did Mark hear you tell that story? I just wanna like did he's does he know that? That you <laughs> you may potentially like uh, chop him up, Mark. At some point, talked about just now. No, you didn't good. Hear it? Oh, that's too bad for him. <laughs> um, but uh, okay. So the next person on our list, stepping away from the horror that is Christy, is this podcast is going to be entered into fucking evidence at some. Yeah. Point. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being called in to testify, actually. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been in court. <laughs> Chrissy's doing fucking visual gags again. No, I said poltergeist. Except uh, she doesn't She doesn't remember. Like, she just, I finally, I figured out how to print screen now. Oh, 
Oh shit. Uh, um so poltergeist is now pictures together. Uh the I mean, poltergeist. Poltergeist <laughs> is a good movie, but the villain in it isn't particularly iconic, I wouldn't say. I think this is another fucking placeholder. Isn't this yeah. uh isn't this like the TV is the villain? Isn't that how that works? Uh, it's, uh, like, it's it's like a spirit that speaks to her through the T or speaks to the family through the TV or whatever. But yeah. But this speaks for ghosts, you know, like movies yeah. that um yeah, so I think it's it's about like the paranormal um, activity and all those yeah. sorts of movies, and I mean, yeah, that's a creepy kind of thing, but I don't really think that the poltergeist villain in particular is particularly iconic or really deserves a place on the list. No, uh, um, I, I have think like ghosts. sorry, I have this I have the screen cap of Christy kind of staring back at me out of a fucking like Illustrator <laughs> document right now, and it's like creeping me out. <laughs> What are you talking about, Mark? It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be your it. new desktop. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Your new your new phone wallpaper. Oh god. It's looking into our souls right now. <laughs> I'm the new elf. <laughs> it's about to come through our screen like the fucking ring girl. She's taking she's taking it back at this point. Numbers 14 is the thing. <laughs> This definitely deserves to be on that fucking list. Yeah, uh, horrifying. Horrifying yeah. is right. Um, God, so scary. Oh, I love that movie though. It's such a good movie. No, it's Again, so I, awful. Yeah, I also feel like this one is somewhat of a placeholder for like body snatcher sort of movies in general, yeah. um, where you've got you know somebody that is impersonating somebody else, and uh, I mean this one takes it to another level with like the fucking alien creatures that they turn into in the end but mm-hmm. yeah I, like i'm sure there's there's tons of stuff like you can go back to like invasion of the body snatchers and like pod people and shit like that where mm-hmm. like they've done that they did that trope to death in the 50s and 60s and it's all you know like quasi allegory for communist invasion and shit but yep. like i definitely think the thing in terms of like having that uh locked in a locked in a like locked in a house with a fucking killer kind of idea just like notched up to 11 yeah. is something else and like the the visuals that Carpenter like pulled out in the special effects like the creepy weird like tentacle like whatever not tentacle sorry Jesus I'm <laughs> fucking <laughs> tentacle porn yay uh, like spider head and shit like that like is the definitely... new sponsor of Dance Robot Dance tentacle porn yeah we're eventually gonna have to get sponsored by some hentai company <laughs> <laughs> oh good not after this episode though when I offended their people no, they, the Japanese don't like the Vietnamese, I don't think. So I think we're okay. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> You're playing right into their hands, Christy. God damn yes. it. Yes, oh, we're going to I'm so sponsor. sorry to everyone. <laughs> so the thing deserves to be on this list. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, in terms of what you're saying with the visuals as well, like the visuals when they get out in the snow sort of thing are really, really unusual for a a horror movie um, and something that I feel is definitely uh, a real real selling point of this movie for me. It was also the fact that it could be anyone at any time. Yeah. Like that idea alone is horrifying that, you know, the person standing next to you could be the thing. Yeah, and that's one of those things now that has become sort of an overused trope, and you know, like, oh, it could be anybody in this room, sort of thing. Oh, but God, it, they uh, use it on every show, like any sci-fi yeah. show that is eventually going to happen. Like, true. I, you, I, 
like I know it's happened on Supernatural, X Files, like Star Trek's done it a million yeah. times. Like, and I mean, there's there's good takes on it and there's bad takes on it. This was definitely a good and one of the very early takes on it. Well, that's why the ending was so you know um, chilling was because the, amb- you know, the ambiguity. Yeah. yeah, the ambiguity yeah. of it was just like, oh, because you want it to be so dead. You just mm-hmm. want it to be dead. Also, Kurt Russell in his prime, so yeah. dreamy. Yeah. So dreamy. So you just want to you just want to burn it with fire. Mhm. Uh, that burn Wait, it with is that fire. a euphemism? <laughs> um Oh, maybe if you have an STD, it's a, <laughs> it's a euphemism. Gross. It burns um, when I pee. Um, so Chucky is number 13 we've got Chucky because I fucking love Chucky I've never watched these movies because I literally can't Oh, it's so good Mm -mm. I mean, it's it's, They've they've descended, like, really, like Quickly into camp Like, they're not, like They're not serious horror by any stretch of the imagination Like, after maybe the second movie Did you watch the, was it the most recent one? Was that the Um, child, like the child, the the seed of Chucky or whatever? No, there was one, let's see, there was one that was more like a fucking indie movie uh, that was, it it was very, it was only sort of loosely related to the other ones. Um, Curse of Chucky. Yeah. Uh, 2013. No, I I never saw that one. Um, It was actually good. I mean, Seed of Chucky was... Oh, to a fucking abortion, basically. <gasps> Should have been. Um, but, uh, I mean, all the others, like, right up to Bride of Chucky, they really fucking play to the camp, and, and I love that. Well, that's... You know, I just... I don't like the idea of my dolls wanting to kill me. <laughs> Even if it is a demon, you know? I, I, I still... Like, the, the first movie, uh, and this is... I haven't watched it in decades, but... I do remember the first movie being genuinely pretty creepy, like and mm-hmm. pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think they like like leaned right into like we can make this fucking doll into like the next Freddy Krueger kind of like yeah. And I think joke. they did absolutely. Oh, they de- absolutely did. Yeah. Um, I remember definitely seeing. I think which was the one with Jennifer. That's it must have been Bride of Chucky with Jennifer yeah. Tilly. Yeah. Um, where I was just like. This is a total joke of a movie, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it like, was, yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but no, I definitely think, like, Chucky's, like, it's that's pretty iconic at this point, actually. Like, And I still see, uh, like, when you go to cons and stuff like that, you still see people with, like, the original um, Good Guy doll or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, floating around every once in a while. And I was like, oh, I can never have that in my house because it would creep me out just <laughs> thinking about that fucking thing living in my house. Yeah. But it and- is pretty, like... Well, it's that's why good. I didn't. I just, uh, it's like Toy Story, but terrifying. Like I just don't. I don't Toy want st- Toy Story, but terrifying. That's <laughs> fucking. I mean, I just don't want to think about my toy coming to life to try and kill me because I love my toys. <laughs> well, this is one of those things too, where I think that um, it's really tightly related to a single actor. Like I don't think anybody besides Brad Dourif could really do Chucky justice. No, true. Uh, and I think that there's going to be a, a couple more later on this list where, where it'll be a similar situation as well. Like if it wasn't for that actor, the movie would yeah. have worked. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, exactly I don't think. I'm thinking about. Yeah, I don't think that um, they could really do a good uh, child's play movie without Brad Dourif voicing Chucky. Mm. No. Well, um, that brings us to um, our next one, which is Regan. <laughs> God, it's Mark, it. Mark's favorite. 
God damn it. (laughs) We all know how much Mark loves Regan. So I can't even look at the. I can't even look at the fucking picture. Oh, sorry, does she bother you? Yeah, a little bit. Is this something that bothers you if you see it or hear it? Yeah, I'm fucking sweet, sweet revenge. Oh, Mark said he wasn't going to do it, and then he did it, hey, and, then, and then and then Alf came out. Uh, I call you out and now. And now Christie's frozen. Yeah. Um, paralyzed in fear at her number one, which is Alf. <laughs> not my number one. Uh, my number one is. What were you saying? Yeah, you do need a vagina punch, Mark. <laughs> Mark needs a he needs his muffin slugged. Slug um. <laughs> okay. Aside from the fact that like the visual of the little girl still freaks me out at thirty, like actually thirty five in a week. Um, God. Good. Yeah, I'm not throwing up after this podcast. I I'm might not. not s- I'm not throwing up right now. I might not sleep, but I'm not throwing up. Uh, no, I think this. I actually, I would put this higher. This would be much higher on my list personally because this is like the only one that actually like genuinely frightens me. Uh, as embarrassing as that may be to admit, to this day, uh, even the picture, I'm still like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I it. can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. What is it about her that really like bothers you so much besides being a little girl? I that like, well, I don't like women. I think that's kind of become <laughs> <laughs> and This was the last podcast Christy did. <laughs> uh no, I just I don't know. There's something about like the I think they just did a really good makeup job on her to the point where it almost becomes like uncanny valley a little bit and it kind of it there's something about like a little girl like with that really fucking horrified like horrifying facial expression and all scarred up that I think just and I that fucking spider walk was creepy as shit. Oh yeah, that was creepy as hell. Yeah, that and, shit. Yeah. The first time like I think I we kind of told the story, but like when I first saw that like because they do the thing where she comes down the stairs and I've only seen I can't fucking watch uh, the visual of her doing the spider walk without it cringing. Mark's yeah, being cringing. triggered. Pretty fucking hard. Sorry, I'm having like a serious fucking adverse oh, reaction. How's it feel? How's it feel? <laughs> 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 revenge. Good, does it? Sweet, sweet, sweet revenge, eh, Christy? Sweet nice. revenge, eh, Christy? Oh. Um, I think that's why Christy picked this list. Yeah, probably. He's like, oh, there's a big fucking picture of the girl from The Exorcist in it. It's going to fucking creep Mark out. Um, no, but like the end of the spider walk where she like barfs blood up and shit like that. That just that I think I've seen it literally once. I've seen that movie a couple times, but I do not. I will not watch that part. Still, like at this point, um, I'm gonna no. put you in like a fucking uh, like Clockwork Orange chair with your eyes propped open, make you watch this shit, yeah, <laughs> and then record it for the podcast. Yeah. So we, so we're definitely gonna have to do that Exorcist, uh, yeah, commentary track, eh? Yeah, Absolutely. and you're gonna have to strap me down so like <laughs> I'm staring at the screen. Your eyes. Yeah, toothpicks in my eyes so that I'm staring at the screen the whole time. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with her for Halloween and show up at your house. <sighs> <laughs> I think the thing that fucked with me the most with uh with Exorcist was the the voice uh and the juxtaposition of like having, you know, young girl with that just that fucking creepy otherworldly voice. They did a really good job with the sound design on that. They really did. That whole movie is like uh an exercise in like how to fucking properly produce a horror movie. I don't think how you to- can really 
well, it's just like how to build tension, how to like do take something that is so innocent and make it so evil. Mm-hmm. Well, there's definitely yeah, there's definitely something to be said. Uh, when they initially when they made the movie, uh, the like the spider walk was cut out of the original cut of the movie because it felt like I guess is it is it Friedkin who directed it? Yeah, Friedkin directed. It. He felt that like having her leave the room cut the tension too much afterwards. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to leave her up there. So you were more afraid of people going into the room with her. So he took the spider walk out. Also the spider walk. Make it like, more in the of like book. a bottle episode kind of thing. Yeah. Something like that. Where like the, the horror is contained up there and you're, you're, well, it also adds to the tension. You're wondering when she is going to come out of the, like when, if she can get out of the room and move shit around and like mm-hmm. get herself out through whatever like demonic powers are going mm-hmm. on. You're sitting there wondering, when is she just going to leave the fucking room, right? Like, why doesn't she just leave the room? But as soon as she does and does the spider walk, it kind of like, oh, shit, she did it. And that's what she did. Kind of weird. And, like, if you read the book, the way they play the spider walk um, is completely different from just that, like, she skitters down the stairs and barfs blood or whatever. It's it. She actually comes down the stairs and wanders around people and stuff like that and licks at their ankles and shit. It's... Um... Yeah, no, the whole, uh, yeah, now I'm creeped out. As a character, <laughs> she is pretty terrifying. Uh, um, all right, well, Mark's creeped I out. I am so. uncomfortable. I'm trying to remember what the name of the voice actress that Tim was talking about was, and I can't because my brain is breaking from staring at this picture for so long. <laughs> Which picture? Oh, uh, oh, there it is. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> How's it feel, Mark? I hate you so How much right now. I just showed Mark the spider walk. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh. Mercedes McCambridge <laughs> is the vo- name of the fucking woman who does the voice in the only movie that scares me, and I will not sleep tonight. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> hey, did you know that Regan actually lived in Ancaster? She died there. Oh, about... There's a house Shut in Ancaster. Shut up, Christy. That, no, I'm serious. There's a house is it, yeah, in Ancaster by the old mill. There's this house where Regan used to, like, the woman lived. That was an amazing, like, her performance in that was really fucking epic as well. Like, I can think of very few performances by young people in horror movies that was that chilling. There's really good stories. Uh, and, like, it, it's funny how, like, as much as that movie terrifies me, I know so much about it. But, like, uh, the I stories the about... Thing. Him, uh, Friedkin, like torturing his fucking cast mm-hmm. to get that because I think it's uh, it's her name, Ellen Burstyn, the uh, who plays the mother. Yeah. Um, when he, when she, when uh, Regan pushes the mother and like into the, like into the wall or something like that, mm-hmm. he actually had her pulled back on her wire and it like fucking destroyed her back. Like she still like, like was permanently fucking injured oh, by that. Yeah, and like that room, like to get the breath effect all the time in the room, so that like you could see their breath during the exorcism stuff. He had it built in a fucking freezer, so like this little girl who was like twelve or whatever at the time, is laying around in like the thinnest nightgown possible, freezing to death while they're shooting these scenes and stuff like that. <laughs> so he put, see, you can't get away with that shit today. No, like no. he tortured the people on that fucking movie. Uh, but like it all comes out in the wash because it's still one of like it's like one of the most iconic horror movies of all time, mm. right? Or arguably the most iconic horror movie of all time. So it's definitely up there. Uh, um, okay, well let's move on because yeah, it's, it's getting late. <laughs> Talked about that a lot. Um, we're at number eleven with Jack Torrance of The Shining, played by Jack Nicholson. <sighs> 
this is a tough one for me because I don't really consider him to be the villain of of this movie. He's the he's the vessel of the villain. Yeah, exactly. Like he's you know sort of a victim of of the the house of the. But that, you could say the same thing about about the Exorcist though. Like technically, the villain is the like the demon is Pazuzu, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's so. I mean, but you're uh, watching. Yeah, you're they're giving you the whatever the vessel of the the villain. Yeah. Like the face of it, so I mean, it's definitely a just epic, iconic performance. I mean, we've talked about The Shining before on the podcast, yeah. and just the the visuals on it. I mean, I I wish that uh, Kubrick had done more horror like this; it would just be fucking amazing. But mm-hmm. that's not who Kubrick was. No, one and out. Yeah, no, one and out. I mean, I think again, it was one of those moments of it could be anyone, like. He was just this, you know, dad who was kind of down on his luck. And it was, you know, released at the time when a lot of people were still like, uh, you know, the average Joe was struggling to get by. Like it was, uh, it was like the quintessential American family gone so wrong just because they were given opportunity. Yeah, I'll watch Jack Nicholson do like pretty much anything, and like this is definitely one of his most iconic performances. Like he he's genuinely pretty fucking creepy in this movie. So yeah, it's true. Um, I just think there's so much we could talk about with The Shining. We should probably just have like at some point we should watch The Shining and do a commentary. Or just do a Kubrick episode. I could easily do a Kubrick episode. I think that's one we should have Stu on for. I really I really enjoy the idea of talking about. um, Oh shit! Now I can't remember the name of the, the fucking. Full Metal Jacket, 2001. No, the, 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 the Eyes Wide, wide Shut. That's the one, Eyes Wide Shut. Thank you. Barry Sorry, Lyndon. Yeah, Eyes Wide <laughs> Shut, which I just, I don't know how I, I, I had such a hard time Clockwork sitting through. Orange. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was a challenging sit for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, I still haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut all the way through. <laughs> um, but yes, our number 10 is Jaws. We're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> gonna need a gonna need a bigger podcast. Yeah, we need a bigger podcast. <laughs> As a side note, I think it says it here in the article. I think it's funny that Finding Nemo gave a little shout out to Jaws by naming their um the shark Bruce. The shark Bruce. Yeah. yeah, that's what they called it in production. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, no, this is definitely and like I don't really necessarily consider like a shark like a big villain or whatever i mean obviously it is in the movie but like it's not something that where i'm like i'm terrified of sharks because of this movie but <laughs> there was a lot of people who were like people wouldn't go in the water after this movie so yeah there was a lot of um a lot of people were really angry about this movie actually because it jeopardized a lot of the shark population because people started hunting sharks more because they were genuinely terrified yeah like it's yeah it's the same way with like cujo right like you know it probably made people scared of big dogs for a while and i don't like that and same thing here i mean sharks are i mean they don't attack people very often but i mean jaws is just such a fucking iconic movie and it's so well done and uh nobody'd seen anything like it at the time in terms of the the visuals and visuals and yeah the animal and everything and so yeah i think it was the realism even though like looking at it now it's kind of like huh but um, at the time, like, nobody had seen, um, you know, it was it looked real. Yeah. It looked terrifying. Yeah. 
it's definitely um, an exercise in restraint too when you actually watch the movie. You don't really, and it, I think it was by necessity. There's like a yeah. lot of stories about how poorly the animatronic shark performed. Yeah, how, yeah what a fucking horror story that animatronic yeah, like was. the production of the movie was apparently a fucking nightmare for Spielberg. I think, yeah. Yeah, he's, I think he said it's taken. It took years off his life <laughs> getting that movie made. So he really like effectively cuts around. Uh, the animatronic shark and just like only but uses it works it like, works so yeah, well. That's what well it, it builds so much tension right yeah, like by the time suspense. they get out on the boat and like are really hunting the fucking thing like you're so scared of this fucking like it's just an animal like oh. you shouldn't be that scared of it but like mm-hmm. it's pretty much like a personal conflict between these three guys and this fucking shark yeah um, no it's so true like it's uh, i i haven't seen jaws um, all the way through, but the bits that I have seen just from like film class and how like, have you not seen Jaws? Um, I actually for a really long time had a really hard time with sharks, so I figured it was better to not watch it because it <laughs> would just like influence me to be scared of something that I didn't need to be scared of in reality. Its, it's mouth is pretty big. <laughs> okay, Tim. <laughs> focus on Regan for this episode, okay? <laughs> um. But yeah, um, I gotta skip right to number nine because we're in the top <laughs> ten now. Um, we are talking about zombies, and I like that they generalized the zombies because really there are so many um, movies where like the villain is zombies, and it should just be a generic because there are too many that have been used that are either really good or really bad. Well, plus I feel like zombies like zombie on its own is not that big of a threat no. the uh, the the threat with zombies is always that you have this huge horde yep. coming for you and you Mindless. just yeah exactly well and you just become overwhelmed by it like even though they're not that difficult to kill or take care of when you just have that massive number of them coming for you then you're just fucked yeah um i uh i actually have always had this this paranoia that there's someone somewhere in a basement trying to actually reanimate the dead and like that zombies might actually become like not in the horde idea unless it was like a virus but um i have a very real fear that someone is trying to make zombies so when that bath salts thing happened a couple years ago i really freaked you the fuck out yeah yeah no, genuinely, I was just like, oh, shit. It's, it's happening. happening. It's happening. <laughs> I'm sure, let's be honest, there is some fucking weird dude in the south of the states, not Tim, but probably one of his neighbors, uh, who is in the basement right now trying to reanimate a corpse. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, but that's, saying. Most, that's mostly for sex stuff. No, <laughs> you stole my joke, you fucking prick. <laughs> you gotta be faster. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was trying to. I was trying to let. I was trying to let the comedy breathe a little bit, and instead, I got stomped on. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those times when being faster is good, Mark. Oh, sorry. All Speaking right. of faster, the fucking rules. Yeah, I mean, the, the zombies sort of became stale after a while, but then when you had like twenty eight days later, when you've got running zombies and stuff like that, it really reinvigorated the the genre and really made them fucking terrifying again. Yeah, yeah shambling zombies are not that scary. Well, no. I mean, even scary, like, but if there's enough of them, then yes, yeah. it can still be scary. Like there, there are scenes in like Walking Dead, both in the comics and the show, yeah. where you just see you know tens of thousands of zombies, mm-hmm. kind of thing, coming towards you, and and you're just like nothing. 
you know, no matter how many walls or whatever we have, this it's not going to stop them. Yeah, I think it's I think it's funny too that you can like uh, like point to The Walking Dead as like the point where like the zombies aren't even like the scariest thing in the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> like no, the because of how the horrible yeah how horrible the people become. Oh, that show. happened. That happened well before Walking Dead. Like even Dawn of the Dead and those sorts of movies started to play off that um, mm-hmm. sort of thing with, where. Uh, we're in the original Dawn of the Dead where you had like those bikers that come in and start like fucking with the zombies and you start feeling ba- sorry for the zombies. I think it's I think it's just the the way that like Walking Dead um like you're living inside that world for so much longer and yeah. you get to see the the long term effects of like yeah That's yeah true. okay the zombies are there but now these people are having to deal with this like apocalyptic situation mm-hmm. and how fucking horrible they become just to survive and shit like that so yeah but yeah like Night of the Living Dead still one of my favorite movies yeah I gotta find my Blu-ray of that so I can watch it next week <laughs> I'm sure it's so much better in HD that black well, and white movie that was shot on thirty five millimeter film. Uh, was, I think it was 16 millimeter, actually. I have to go like, look it up. It's not great. But yeah, um, so zombies, I I don't know. They're pretty scary. They're pretty terrifying as a whole. Like, And I, I love those moments when like they're walking slowly through hordes. I find that to be... Yeah, uh, shot, like Shot of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah or like, like The Walking Dead where they cover themselves in like the zombie, zombie guts. guts or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the game, so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so number eight is one that, um, I would say actor has to play it properly. And, uh, I've never been able to watch this movie, but Pennywise from it. Don't ever watch. If you, if you want to maintain the mystique of that movie, never watch it. Cause it's really not <laughs> particularly very good. Like the TV movie. Uh, yeah, yeah it doesn't well, hold up. Super you know, well. they're remaking it. Yeah, um, yeah they are. And, uh, I actually have a friend who's in it. He's one of the bullies. Oh, nice! Yeah, Jake. He's uh, he was sending like he's he's now like buddies with the kid from Stranger Things, and um, <laughs> has said that this one is supposed to be, and not just to his own horn, but it's supposed to be, you know, with the graphics and everything, just is horrifying. It, now, is it a movie or is it like a, a no, miniseries? It's a, it's a movie. Oh, okay. Like they're not doing. They scrapped the miniseries idea to um, to just do a full. That would be uh that's an interesting like this the the novel's a thousand plus pages. That's a that's that's gonna be a lot to condense into a two and like I guess two and a half hour movie. That's a lot of co- like content to cut through. But speaking of Pennywise though, he as Tim Curry is a born villain actor. Like, oh yeah. Him as Hexus in Fern Gully even, like was brilliant. Jesus deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Oil and wine. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think really I definitely cool. think like Pennywise, like in terms of like really like being the trope codifier for like creepy fucking clowns. Yep. Yeah. Did not help. Did not help. Did not help clowns' reputations overall. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. I yeah the uh, there is some stuff in the in the TV movie that is pretty iconic in terms of like Tim Curry doing creepy shit and like being. Uh, Pennywise and stuff like that. It does kind of fall apart when you actually watch it. But if you're picturing that, like the Tim Curry clown, while you're reading the book, it really doesn't help <laughs> anything because it is really creepy. So, Fair. yeah, I. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I mean, oh, definitely that. Definitely that image has stuck with me of of uh, of Pennywise. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't have a really distinct memory of the actual series. 
It's a... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it is definitely iconic, like that the Tim Curry version. I'm curious to see how they do that remake, like without him in there. Like, who's playing the who's playing fucking Pennywise in the remake? Uh, oh I can't shit! Remember. I could look it up, but you know what? I will say this because we've we've said the word so much tonight. I think part of this list is that it's more iconic villains. The more I look at it, less than villains that were more terrifying or the most like um, thrilling. I think these are the ones that everybody can sort of, you know, picture and say, oh, right. Well, I think that if you're going to do, like, the top 25... Um, then we're on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you're going to be going for, like, really iconic stuff that, like, has obviously affected a multitude of people's, like, psyche. Like, especially if you're dealing with horror. Yeah. You oh, want right. that list. Oh, yeah. However you pronounce it. Um <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely going to want like that something that is like has affected a bunch of people and has scared a bunch of people. Like that's why you you pick Reagan or you pick you know Pennywise because like this shit's creepy. Look at you saying your name and not throwing up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can do that at the very least. So it's Bill Skarsgård is playing yeah. in the Ooh, remake. Cool. Holy shit, he's a baby. He was born in 1990. <laughs> he's a year younger than me. Yeah, there you go, guys. So number seven is Pinhead. That's one of my favorites. I will say for sure. Agreed. I just like the the uh, the image of Pinhead. Uh, I've never seen um, the uh, um, the Hellraiser series. Chris, so you really need to kind of like sit down and maybe watch some of these movies <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, I just I'm a I'm it's, a wuss. It's a it's a really goth take on horror, and I think yeah. you really need to. It, it's it's one of those. I don't think that the Hellraiser movies are for everybody, um, but uh, it's one that I really like because I like that sort of darker stuff. The production design on these movies and the design that goes into the Cenobites in particular, the villains, is really really good. Um, I'm trying to remember. Somebody makes so, a joke about like how. It's like, yeah, it's it's like goth. It's go- it is it is like horror for goths. I don't know. There's something weird about like the the really like blatant like S and M appeal or of. Uh... <laughs> well, and they, and they lean right the fuck into that too. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. don't they don't shy away from that at all. It's not like it's veiled or anything. Um, but yeah, this is this is Clive Barker at his finest, and this yeah. is one of those ones where where I don't um, associate it as much with the actor. Uh, like I feel like a lot of people, different people, could do Pinhead and have it, and it still be good. Has yeah. it not always been the same guy? There's been it's been the same guy in most of the movies. Um, they're making a new one, and I think it's somebody new. And I think in one of the sequels, it was a different person. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was assumed it was. I, I was assumed it was one of those things where, like, because it is just this guy's face, I've never seen a different face. I guess so. I was assumed yeah. it was the same guy yeah. over and over again. So. Mm. But no, I definitely think like that look is pretty iconic, and it, like it's a good look. Like it worked mm-hmm. really well for them. I don't remember the movies being particularly scary, but it has been a long time since I've seen them. Yeah, i I don't find the movies particularly scary. I more just like them for the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more than anything. Um, I can't speak to Hellraiser, but um, from what I've heard, like Mark. My Mark loves the Hellraiser movies. He says that they're. I'm really I'm interested in I'm interested uh, interested in how he hasn't made you watch any of this stuff. Then oh, he's, he's <laughs> making me he's making me do it gradually, gradual Ooh. steps. Remember, I hadn't even seen Evil Dead two. Oh Jesus! That's... I have now. I mean, <laughs> have you seen them all at least? Like you've seen Evil Dead, like Army of Darkness. Two, 
Army of Darkness? No. You never oh, seen Army of Darkness? See Army of Darkness? We were going to watch Army of Darkness this week, but we got busy. It's not even a horror movie. It's just like an awesome movie. Well, yeah. we're watching Ash vs. the Evil Dead, so I'm getting there. Yeah, you got to watch Army yeah. of Darkness. It's so good. Yeah. Um, really but we are we are breaching two and a half hours, so we got to get we got to get right, get going. So we're <laughs> going number six, which is Hannibal Lecter. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely, this. definitely iconic. I feel like if we're gonna quibble about order, that uh, Norman Bates is a more iconic sort of psychopath than Ann Hannibal Lecter is. That's mm-hmm. debatable these days, or, or at least close. Like they yeah. shouldn't be as far apart as they are. No, I definitely. No. I actually, I probably like the uh, Anthony Perkins. Like I, I probably prefer Norman Bates to Hannibal Lecter. Maybe not. Like I guess if you just take him in Silence of the Lambs, you're okay. Um, he's a lot less sympathetic character than Norman Bates. That's yeah, true. agreed. Yeah. I think when you get into the sequels, like the Hannibal sequel, and what was the other one? Anyway, uh, Red Dragon. No, Red Dragon was kind of like that's that a prequel. Prequel, yeah. I actually Man like Red. Dra- I like Red Dragon quite a bit. Um, I do too. But like, I think maybe it's just like the sequel, and like I think Hannibal Rising kind of killed it a little bit too. It was mm-hmm. just like giving him too much. Like, it's one of those, like, it's why the Joker's so effective as a villain. If you give somebody too much background, it stops being kind of, like, Mm -hmm. scary, if you understand. Yeah, the mystique's kind of lost. And I think definitely, like, going into, like, having him ostensibly be, like, the hero of a book in by the third or fourth book. And then, like, telling his backstory and why he became the way it was. was like, well, you're kind of taking it away a little bit. But I think if you look at him just like, especially in just Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs, he is a pretty like effective villain. Yeah. Well, what I liked about him was, well, not liked, but what I thought made him interesting was that he was brilliant. It's also yeah. very charming, too. Like when yeah. you just listen to what he's trying to be, like I could see how you would fall for that kind of thing. That's why yeah. I liked Mags's portrayal so much, too, in the TV series, because he was so likable. In like a weird way, or like, ah. It's interesting that this list was written in 2012, so like that 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 show hadn't hadn't premiered yet, but had been announced. So like they've got a thing in here saying like 2013 we'll see the debut of a Hannibal TV series. Time will tell <laughs> if Mads Mikkelsen can embody the role as well as Hopkins did. Um, I def I think uh, he did a pretty good job. I wish they hadn't canceled the show, but it might come back. You never know. That's true. That's true. And in, in the days of Netflix, I guess you really can't. Uh, yeah, who knows? Firefly yeah. might make a return. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. I'm a leaf on the wind. Oh, God, stop. <sighs> oh, no, she's going to cry. Uh, go. Number five, though, is Leatherface. How do you guys feel about Leatherface? Slasher extraordinaire. I like Leatherface because it's very much like a, a fucking just mindless, brutal killer. And yeah. one of the first one of those that we've seen on the list. Abdeen. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Inspired by like uh, by a, an actual psycho killer. Um, Who was so but, scary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the it, it was just so fucking feral in that original um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Like there was no, I love that they didn't really give like rhyme or reason for him. No, that was the great thing about that. It was just like, it was just balls to the walls, fucking like throw you in the situation. You don't, the audience doesn't have any more information about what the fuck's going on than the victims do. 
And the fact that like they never really um, like the, you never see his face, but you see a face, but you know you never know what's behind it. Mm-hmm. Like that's brilliant torture play. Yeah. Like ooh. Even thinking about it with the picture up here, like I was actually the remake held its own slasher wise. It played to be exactly what it good. was. Yeah. That's the one with Jessica Biel, right? Mark's beside me being like, ugh. (laughs) It wasn't the worst uh, sort of revisit of these uh, 80s or, well, this era of uh, slasher movies. Yeah, like the slasher movies. Yeah, I didn't think most of the reboots reboots that happened like kind of after Texas Chainsaw Massacre was rebooted were definitely worse than Mm -hmm. that reboot. I do like Leatherface. It is pretty iconic. Like, I keep saying that fucking word. I got to (laughs) stop. We've said iconic at least... 42 times. 42 times, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I, like, I don't think you can argue with his placement on the list either. Like, he, no. It's pretty, like, He belongs definitive. in the top five. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I do agree with Tim. Like, I, I, lo- I do like that, like, really visceral kind of take on it where there's no real rhyme or reason to it, and he's just kind of like, oh, I you... I said st- that, not Tim. How dare you? Well... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys both talk a lot. I don't know. Sometimes I tune out a little bit. <laughs> You're talking um, about I'm us not, talking a lot. Hey, man, at least I'm not texting. So I'm not texting. I was playing a game. Okay. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, let's move on to the next one. All right. So we're moving on to, and I really actually like this one. I know that Tim won't, but the Alien Queen. No, I actually do like this one. Really? I mean, I love these movies, and they're—I don't like—I don't necessarily consider a horror villain, but I do think that they're particularly fucking terrifying. Um, I, if I had to pick one on this list, though, I don't—I th- don't find the queen as scary as I find the actual xenomorphs. Mm. No, agreed. I was actually when I when I saw the list and was flipping through it, and I saw Alien Queen, I was like, why would you go with the queen and not just like a run-of-the-mill bug? Like, just like I don't know what yeah. it is about. Like, well, think about it. it's a hierarchy thing. But I can I can get away from that a lot easier than I can get away from just one of the standard xenomorphs that are yeah. that are running after me down a fucking hallway. They're a lot faster. They're a lot more maneuverable. Yeah. But the thing is that she is the xenomorphs. You know, like sure they they are mobile and they are more terrifying, but they all come from her. Mm-hmm. Like not saying that she is the scariest, but if they had to name one, of course they're going to name the queen. Yeah, but I'm not like fucking Leatherface's mom is not scarier than Leatherface. Norman Bates's mom is kind of scarier yeah, than Leatherface's <laughs> mom. <laughs> but the thing is that like this one actually you it's can the version like, in her head. <laughs> you can you can like pin Alien to this. I wish they just chosen like Alien, but the Alien yeah. from Alien. But yeah, um, yeah. I think choosing her is honoring the idea that like it all began with her. I'd be curious to see, like, I've never seen any of the uh, Alien vs. Predator movies. Like, do they have they ever had a queen in any of those? Apparently. I, think I, don't, so. I haven't seen Alien vs. Predator in years. I'm, it's been I'm, a while since I I'd have. I'd be yeah. curious to see, like, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of, like, what we're thinking of is it in terms of it being kind of like a slow-moving, bigger thing may have been limitations of the special effects in 1986, I want to say. Well, I mean, she's Alien basically stationary. She's stuck to the fucking, like, egg pod thing. Yeah. But yeah. uh, no, I definitely think like if I was to see them both, like I'm reasonably sure I could run away from the the queen because she, like you said, she's stationary and she's big and she kind of like lumbering as she moves. Yeah, um, I the, mean, I'd be I'd be more scared just fucking walking through that room full of eggs. Yeah, well, yeah, I had the face huggers. I really, 
You really don't. I don't really need alien wing wang down my throat at uh, <laughs> any particular point in my no. life. So not into it. No, not at all. Um, really, really, Christy, you thought with the with the amount of tentacle porn, we thought you would be into it. I thought you'd be down for that. Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. even what it is. Tentacles leave. You know, they know when to leave. It, when it, when it comes to aliens, they burrow inside of you, and like they're all about <laughs> making babies and. Yeah. I just never I mean, that kind of commitment. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I might think even like the fucking face huggers are scarier than the actual xenomorphs. Because, yeah. I mean, you can get away from a xenomorph. You can kill a xenomorph. A fucking face hugger gets you and you're just screwed. To be fair, the xenomorph's a tough fucking customer, too. So. Yeah. But face hugger, yeah. like, it immediately just suffocates you. Plus the spidery aspect of it. Ugh, it's yeah. so gross looking. What? So gross looking. You don't die, but it suffocates you and, like, well, um, you, a baby in you. You die eventually, and you yeah. die fucking horribly. Yeah, after it, after it face rapes you for two days. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, number three, though. Okay, so between, between the list, and I want to hear if, if we have any viewers who respond, um, I want to hear what they think about three, two, and one, and the way that they, um, like, if they agree with it being... Um, the order that it is, because I personally don't, but we'll uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So number three on the list is Michael Myers. So if you guys don't know, he's from the Halloween films. Yeah, I mean this is this is my sort of era of movies, but honestly, um, Michael Myers. Well, I can't. Michael Myers is one of the ones that I don't enjoy as much as yeah. uh i mean it's still pretty good and he, he's the one right that can't like feel pain if i'm remembering it right it's he been a while die. uh well none of them can die uh in this era like you know mm-hmm. freddie and and uh michael myers and jason none of them can really die uh or you know they just they'll find a way to bring them back kind of thing. But, um, I mean, he's like a, you know, sort of remorseless killer. He doesn't fucking say anything. His backstory is pretty weak by comparison. Mental institution for killing his sister. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still like the Halloween movies, just not as much as the next two on this list. Mm. Yeah. I've never like been super into the Halloween movies. Um, even the remakes, like the Rob Zombie remakes, as much as like, I do like Rob Zombie's like take on them. I don't, I've never been like overly into like the Michael Myers kind of thing. I think, yeah, you think you're right. The, the next two on the list are definitely more, I guess, iconic and interesting. <laughs> 44. Yeah. 43, 44. In a, in a row? In a row. I don't have to <laughs> suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. <laughs> Uh, hey, you, get back here. <laughs> you, get back here. Terrible. Well, <laughs> number two on the list is um, Jason Voorhees from uh, the Friday the 13th movies. Um, now, I think he is scarier in a way than Michael Myers, especially because of the twist in his first movie. Where he's not even in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it's all his... It's all his mother mom. in the first it's one. It's all yeah. his mom, yeah, in the first yeah, one. Yeah, for because the kids, like the counselors, drowned her, drowned him, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he drowned while they were not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. And she comes back for revenge, and then he wakes up for the second movie. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a much more sympathetic, sympathetic uh, uh, villain, and I I like this one more. I like the sort of revengey stuff where he's killing all the people that 
you know, led to his death and, um, and so like the third movie where like nobody had anything to do with it. They just happened to be, yeah, they just happened to be a camp crystal lake. But at that point I just love that, the, the sort of, you know, summer camp murder kind of thing. Stop going to summer camp. Just stop going. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, some of it, some of the fun of these two is probably like just watching the kills because he does some yeah. wacky shit to kill people in these movies. Oh yeah, that's like ninety percent of why I watch like these era of horror movies. Yeah, they're they're pretty the fun kills. Yeah, they're pretty entertaining and like the weird shit that they do to like get yeah. people dead in those movies. So yeah. yeah, it's a little more creative, and also I feel like um, by adding the mama drama in um, Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> They uh, they make him, you're right, sympathetic. So, like, he has more going for him than Michael Myers, who's just kind of like, oh, he's a mental institution. He cray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just cray. a fucking psychopath. Don't say cray. God he cray. damn it. <laughs> he cray. God he's damn so, it. Mark, he's so cray. Ugh. He cray cray. <laughs> he's so cray, he cray cray. Um, All right. And number one on this tw- top 25 list of um, biggest villains in movie history is Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Don't agree with him being number one. What's that? I don't agree with him being number one. Oh, see, I was just going to say, like, this, I can, that one I can live with. I can live with yeah. him being number one. Why do you, why do you say you can't? Totally selfish purposes. He was never a, like, remember, I saw him at a church function. What? Like, that was the first time I saw That's Robert right. England. That's right. You did tell us this story where they showed like Nightmare on Elm Street or something. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Church function. Um, <laughs> so, like, I've never, I didn't grow up with Freddy Krueger. My biggest villain on there would be the um, Dilaposaurus from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> but, but yeah, I. Talk about why you think he's, he's rightfully number one. <sighs> it, it seems like a, a general consensus from you guys and from the corner where Mark II sits. <laughs> I love Freddy. He's such like a, just a fucking masochistic asshole. Yeah. Um, and it's another one of those characters where I, I think that uh, Robert Englund really does him a massive amount of justice. And I wasn't a huge fan of the um, of the remake with Jackie Earl Haley. You're going to bring up the remake, eh? Yeah. Uh, but, but overall, I would say that as a series, the Nightmare on Elm Street series had more high points in it than the Halloween series or the Friday the 13th series. Um, it's definitely a much more fun, like if you're going to sit through the series, like it's a much more entertaining, uh, series of movies to sit through. Like Freddy's a fun villain. Yeah. He's, he's, he was one of those first ones that you really do kind of root for. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the, uh, and like, the, like his look is so good. I'm, I'm going to say iconic again, but fuck. Uh, <laughs> but like the claw hand and like the striped shirt and the hat and shit like that. And like the burned face, like it's just like such a good, like awesome look for mm-hmm. your main protagonist to have. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think you can really sort of antagonist, um, argue with like Freddie being like that number one horror movie guy. Like, yeah. Do you think he just embodies it? I think it's got a bit of everything too. Like it's got um, sort of that creepy mythology in terms of like the rhyme and uh, you know, the fact that they burnt him uh, unjustified and uh, it's got the fucking slasher. It's got the comedy. It's, uh, it's got the sort wacky of kills. the wacky kills. It's got the you know you you can't escape him because you fucking have to sleep at some point. Um, yeah, just this this series just has everything for me. Yeah. 
Well, um, it looks like it's a consensus that Freddy is the number one. Uh, I'd be interested to see what other people think if they agree with that list. Um, I agree with it on, I'd say, about 70, per, 70 to 75 percent. Um, I definitely think there's some like ordering issues. Like I would probably yeah. order it differently, but like mm-hmm. I think in terms of like if you're just gonna like if you were just to take this and be like these are the 25, I'd be like yeah okay that's not yeah, bad. I agree. Yeah, there's one or two I might I might switch out, but for the most part I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um. So the last we approve of you IGN, and I'm sure <laughs> you were waiting for that. I'm sure they care. Yeah. Um, I was I'm surprised they didn't have and maybe this is because it's like when it was made but they didn't have the guy with, like the saw thing in there like the puppet or whatever. Jake yeah, saw. there was no yeah. mention of saw. Um and there are a few I think since 2012 that could be on that list like I've heard the Baba Duke is a pretty scary villain. Um I wonder if he should I didn't be like, that like mask. If I, I just wonder if modern anyone from 2012 to 2016 would make it onto that list. But I think virtually all of these have sort of stood the test of time and that they've been there have been multiple incarnations of them and they've you know been successful enough that they've had multiple movies, that sort of thing, with the exception of one or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, well, if you really go through the list, like like how many Friday, like Friday the thirteenth movies, how many Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. movies, how many Halloween movies? It's true. Like, yeah. They're still making alien movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre gets remade constantly. There's yeah. been three Hannibal Lecters. We're getting a remake of it. Yeah. Zombie movies still happen all the time, and that's because the, they're all so compelling. Yeah, exactly. Like we're we're in the middle of like a, a remake of The Exorcist on TV, like that kind of stuff. It still like happens all the time. So yeah, yeah, I definitely think the list on like the characters on this list are just like yeah, like yeah. they they've lasted so long for a reason and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of like that's got to say something. Yeah. I think that's one of the tricks with sort of the more um, off the wall sort of indie horror kind of stuff is that they're doing stuff that's really innovative and that's brand new, but it's really hard to continue to do that because once you've reinvented the wheel once, people just to, you know you if you come back and just do the same thing again, people are just going to be like, well, I was into this because it was so innovative. It's not innovative anymore. So what what the why bother? Yeah. No, I think uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see, like especially in the indie scene, if any of those will break that glass ceiling and like end up being known in the next fifteen twenty years. Yeah, well, but, I mean, I think um, Saw already did that to some extent because it started out as a really low budget indie. That's Agreed. true. That's true. So, um, but yeah, so. Um, we're just about done with the show after almost three hours. <laughs> <laughs> two um, hours, 28 minutes. Two we're hours, good. 28 minutes? Okay, never mind. So only two minutes. <laughs> but um, before we go... Not even close to our longest episode yet. So. <laughs> yeah, no Batman versus Superman here. Um, but I did want to um, say for the last part of this podcast, I asked the guys to come up with the um, top two villains that terrified them and uh, might still to this day um, and what, you know, what, why they were so scared of them and when they first encountered them. So boys, let's keep our answers um, fun and spicy. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how to make my answer spicy. Short and sweet. (laughs) Uh, Well, we've talked about, actually, we talked about both of the, like if I had two that I was going to pick that like kind of, Still, like, well, I don't say they still wig me. Well, one does definitely, but we talked about <laughs> Reagan, like, we talked about Pazuzu already. That one still skeeves me out and is definitely probably like the one thing 
that still scares me to this day. Um, the other one is like we mentioned it in like when they talked about the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but like the Terror Dogs themselves actually is like, in terms of like if you want to think of creature design, like I there's something about those things that like just really gets under my skin even to this day. Um, I, I yeah. don't really know why. They were creepy as fuck. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's surprising for like I mean I know the movie's not really like a kids movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it was super popular with kids. Having something yeah. that is that like off putting is kind of weird. I remember when they uh they, they started re releasing or like not re releasing but releasing more like merch, Ghostbusters merch, like a couple years ago. There was like a pewter like set of terror dogs you could buy. Um, like both Zool and uh Vince Clortho, and I was like I want it because they look really cool, but I don't know if I want that like staring at me <laughs> all the time. We got to get you a Reagan doll. I had I, I, <laughs> when I was at college. You know they do the big poster sales, yeah, all yeah. the time. I remember I was wandering around one of those things pretty late at night because my art classes tend to be like long five hour chunks, like in studio kind of thing. So I was walking through like one of the main parts, like where the. Uh, the poster sale was still up and I was kind of cutting through it and I turned the corner and there was just a poster of like her in the, the makeup and like completely done up, just kind of grinning directly at the camera. And like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I may have ran the other way That's when confusing. I saw that. Like, I just fucking I lost like, it out? and just took off in the other direction. Like I had a visceral like reaction, like panic attack to that. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh shit. Oh shit. I'm out of here. I can't remember. I don't remember what school it was at, but I was just like, I fuck, fuck. I don't know. That's amazing. Yeah, it was bad. I'm going to get all kinds of these fucking pictures like over the next couple of weeks from you assholes. Aren't I? All right, Tim, how about you? Um, let's see. So for one of mine was kind of on the list. Uh, the And this is probably in part because... Um, it was one of the first sort of scary movies that I saw, and that's going to be the alien xenomorphs. Because um, it's really one of those sorts of things where they're just like a fucking force in nature, and even if you can hurt them, they fucking bleed acid. Uh, and they are just so visceral, and they're like a force in nature, and they're really, you just can't stop them. Um so that's definitely one for me. Uh, like, there's very little on this list that really terrifies me. I don't really watch horror movies to be scared. I watch them because I think they're fun. Um, or or I really like sort of the atmosphere that they set, that kind of thing. The other one I'm going to pull sort of random, and I'm going to say another one that really sort of scared me as a kid, um, and that's Monstro from Pinocchio. Totally. He was so scary. <laughs> he was he's just huge. He, he doesn't fucking give a oh, shit about no, you. He was so like, scary. He just swallows Pinocchio whole and doesn't care. And uh that was another one like that. I mean, we've talked before about how Pinocchio was a fucking creepy movie overall, but uh that in particular like just out of nowhere, huge fucking whale that just doesn't give a shit. I mean, I guess it's kind of like uh Lovecraftian, right, where you have these huge creatures that just don't even acknowledge that you exist kind of thing just see you as nothing uh so yeah that would be the other one for me would be monstro yeah totally no i can empathize with that (laughs) um mine are ridiculous obviously um because i didn't get exposed to horror movies so much when i was a kid so i had to find other things to scare me 
in regular movies. Um, <laughs> I was really, really, really freaked out by the rodents of unusual size in The Princess Bride. <laughs> they were so fucking scary. R-O-U-S's, man. So scary. I love that movie. They could just tear you to goddamn pieces. I love that movie. So I would say those guys, just because, like, look what they did to Wesley. Like, and he's trained. I mean, Buttercup was being an idiot, but still, it was that. I don't think they exist, though. And um, (laughs) the other thing, okay, the other character... There was my top villain in monster in uh, in TV history was Totoro. <laughs> Why is he a monster? Fuck. He's your neighbor. Guy. He is. If he was my neighbor, I would move. I would move so fast. You wouldn't even <laughs> see me. I'd move so fast. No. Totoro. Totoro is the worst. <laughs> He's not cute. He is, he's not squishy and cute. He is the worst. And I stand by what I say. If my neighbor was Totoro, I would, I would never leave the toilet because I'd constantly be crapping my pants. (laughs) That's a really like disturbing (laughs) way to end the episode. I say it with wine teeth. My teeth are all red audience. We can't see. It's so blurry. We can't see. Yeah, you're, you're, you're pixelated to hell. Oh, boo. Anyway. um, webcam. Well, this has been an awesome episode of Dance Robot Dance, if I do say so myself. Mostly made <laughs> the best because of my amazing yes, hosting. Mostly because of the hosting. Yes. Yeah, the hosting was Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm hilarious. No, not I'm not that full of myself. Please give me praise online. But um, <laughs> So uh, we're about to wrap this up. But boys, do you have anything else you want to say while we're, uh, while we're here? Um, I guess like... It is like we're recording this on October twentieth, and I'm sure my brother will listen to this. So, uh, happy birthday, you little fucker! Come home, Aww, please. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> well, we were talking about Tim and I were talking about it. My brother really wants to like guest on the show at some point, but I tried to figure out the time zone difference between us and South Korea. True. Like it's thirteen hours ahead, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Paul, that's really not going to fucking work." But we'll figure. <laughs> maybe we'll figure something out someday. Oh man. Well, how old is he turning? Uh, I want to say thirty-one. You want to say 31. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> How much younger is he than you? Four years. Yeah, no, it'll be 30. he's 31 this year. <laughs> I don't know. My, my siblings are. I don't care that much. I barely remember how old I am. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm getting to that age, too. <sighs> is it that you barely remember or that you just don't want to don't remember? Want to, I mainly don't want to right now, yeah. yeah. Uh, see, I'm still young and full of vigor. Piss and vinegar? Piss and vinegar. Piss and chips and vinegar. <laughs> Amazing. Um, all right. Well, if that is everything, then I just have to give our, uh, our shout-outs to um, how you can follow us on social media. Um, we, uh, you can find us at, on Facebook at Dance Robot Dance Podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter if you type in the handle at DRD underscore podcast. You can catch us on Google Play or on Shout Engine just by looking up Dance Robot Dance. 
And uh, we're on yeah. iTunes. And we're also on iTunes. Give us a and like, a share, Stitcher. a comment, and Stitcher. And we're on all these things and more. Well, no, that's pretty much it. That's but, about it. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you and grow our listeners um, to outside of the UK. <laughs> you know, maybe next door. No, maybe it's mainly, mainly, it's mainly like for some reason it's very much like Southeast Asia. I'm not well, entirely sure why that is. <laughs> thank you to Southeast. Asia because we appreciate your patronage. I really hope they're not using our podcast to learn English from is what I think I'm going to yeah. get <laughs> Anyway, um, this has been hey, Dance Robot That was Dance. offensive, but what you said earlier was more offensive. <laughs> this has been Dance Robot Dance. Uh, we've had Tim with us. Bye. We've had Mark with us. Good night, guys. From the sidelines, we've had Mark too with us. <laughs> Say something so they know you're real. My He's not real. Great. This <laughs> <laughs> racist. Uh, that's awesome. And he's Portuguese. Racist. And he's Portuguese too. How did that happen? I don't know. I, I thought he was black. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh God. Fucking Christ. <laughs> take my hole. Just take, these are things you say in private. Oh, this has been Dance Robot Dance. I'm your host for the last time. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't find me and dox me. Um, I love all god's creatures if i i don't know racism ugh bye (laughs) we're out (laughs) oh my god that's amazing (laughs) got so much of that